And it was tough to go through that because I'm showing up for the podcast. I have big time guests on. The podcast is blowing up, but this is before it was making really any money at all. It wasn't making any money at all. And I have to show up and I'm looking this person in the eyes and I'm thinking, I am, have no money. I have no fucking money. I, I can't leave here and do anything because I got nothing. <laughs> What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I'm Justin Mahaley. I am joined by Jason, Jeff, and Robo, and we are going on a deep dive today where we discuss the financial drive of men in their mid-20s to mid-30s. The last time you cried, how emotionally vulnerable are you? We each share some pretty intense and deep stories on our emotional and professional journeys that have shaped us into the men that we are today. And there are just so many tools from some well-equipped people in this show. So without further ado, I'll see you inside. So now the AI has really integrated itself into the health and wellness space. I find it absolutely fascinating how drug research is being cut down substantially because they're using AI in some form or fashion uh, to go through, somehow this AI can go through human trials, its own data that it's collected from all of the other human trials that have ever been done and have plausible outcomes for how this drug is going to interact with the human body when it's in it. Um, so synthesizing all the all of it. data out there. Unbelievable. Because when you think about it, it's fascinating, right? We could in theory, do this as humans, but we just can't do it near fast enough. Correct. There's millions and millions and millions and millions of trials of people that have been involved in trials. And I mean, for us four to sit there and go through all the information, well, one, we're going to miss a fuck ton of things. I think it's know? great if we can start with the premise that it's right. Like if the <laughs> thing's right, then it's great, right? Because we're going to get drugs quicker I, to, the, to the scene. So we're all going to be think benefited. We I think we assume that it is right. I think we assume that's right because there's no emotion, there's no fatigue. There, those... What questions it? Right, like what questions it? If it spits it out, you're going to be like, okay, I guess that's correct. There, the ex, the experts, whoever deems people as experts, like if it makes sense to them, exactly, they're just going to be like, sure. You had a lot of that in 2020, didn't you? So what happens? You sure fucking did. <laughs> but what happens? But what happens when the first time this AI approved drug? It's 2028. Yeah, kill someone. It's, right? Happens first time it kills them. Now who's liable? Because you're just going to put on the AI. Well, well company that used them, I would think, free of problems. Yes. So whatever drug company I think would use the AI would be liable. Look at it Not from a different industry. If you have a self-driving car, a form of AI, and it hits someone, who's liable? Just happened in Austin. They're all yeah. off the street. There's not a single self-driving car on the street because yeah, okay. this woman so, was hit and then she goes under yeah. the car and it drags her for like two or three city blocks yeah. just under the fucking car until it like pulls over to yeah. the side. Yeah. Get that shit off the road. So they're all but, off the road. There's a parking lot. Yeah. Well, you don't you don't agree? The, I agree with you, but when you look at it from the drug perspective, what are you going to do? Pull the drug off the market if one person dies? No, because I mean, yummy yeah, people have died when yeah. humans have approved it. I mean, yeah. look at this, the COVID shot yeah. got through. You got to take the uh, risk, you right? They call it the vax. Yeah. Whatever you call it. I don't fucking yeah. know what I call yeah. it. But I'm just saying like, overall, I think it would benefit humans 
to be able to synthesize that, that word fucking is hard for me to say yeah. the, the data at least right now he's he's a dad you leave him alone yeah. okay yeah. Leave this you're guy the alone. second best bodybuilder with a lisp yeah. <laughs> you're far away from the first yeah. but you're the second best bodybuilder with a lisp <laughs> you can still walk though very far yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I can yeah. be considering the conversation yeah. <laughs> it's but, an unfair uh, conversation yeah, to have yeah. it's what I find fascinating is how fast AI is just transcending so many mm, things. Very do, do you guys use it? And do you mm -hmm. use it? I, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. really screwed with. I couldn't tell you, Jeff. I you, use it. You you need to start messing around. I do enough yeah. drugs. I feel Smash. like I'm already like out there in the world that <laughs> if I get involved with AI, it's gonna. You already know I'm getting to go back. You already know I got semi-auto assault, assault rifles on the way. Yeah, like, I'm having yeah. for doomsday and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't need one more thing. Yeah, do, go do, down. doomsday preppers and AI people yeah. probably don't cross over <laughs> many yeah. paths. I know. I'm, I'm going down that road, dude. I'm yeah. like over here. I'm like I've got to go back. You are, man. I've got a plan. Me and my friends are making it to Mont Eagle, Tennessee. <laughs> Shout out. A lot of military will be there. Mont Eagle, Just Tennessee. Wink, wink. So that, yeah. that, that's where I need to go and shit Bob Salt. Yeah, that's why I told Jason that last night. Oh, yeah. A tiny home community. Shit yeah, you're going to be up. real safe there. there. Yeah. And all that tiny homes, we're going to be totally how, how safe. Do you, how yeah. do you, one of the things we're working on right now at AVH is antibiotics. You can, we'll be able to put a package together that you can basically get in that case so something cool. like that happens. Tell me, wait, tell me more. Doomsday we'll have like, like me. Uh, zithromycin, so like Z-Pack. Yeah. We'll have like the stuff that works for skin. Yeah. We'll have amoxicillin in there. Yeah. It'll basically be an antibiotic package yeah. that if everything shut down, you at least have that for your family. Yeah. So, so the, how do you diseases start spreading? How do you people got a cure? <laughs> you we're know, gonna, all, yeah. hard times. Austin we're is gonna currently call it, the uh, fastest growing uh, STD city in in America. Are you proud of it being your age range? <laughs> so, are you kind of? I like, thought it yeah. was the villages in Florida. That retirement community. You guys remember five years ago? Yeah. It exploded. That's the nursing home community. You guys have to be doing some work STD. in Austin if you're passing the villages. Oh, we're, oh, we get yeah. after it. We get dirty in Austin. Yeah, yeah we get after it. So you say it's the leading. STD capital? It's the fastest growing in terms of STD rate. So, Christ. yeah, what we need to come up with is a solution for that. Damn. Does AI have a solution? Like, if we went on AI right now, would AI be like, how do we solve Austin's <laughs> growing STD problem? Yes, it will. Problem? Yes, yeah. it will. All right, well, we can read it. Because it's got a better AI. voice than me. So All right, chat. Stand what by. It's going to go full Nancy Reagan. It's going to go sideways. By the way, this bird. How do you fix Austin's STD problems? Let's see. Oh, not Austin like that. Austin like that. Let's see what it says. How do you fix Austin's STD problems? Address, see, see the topic is addressing Austin's rising STD rates through education and access. Oh, it doesn't feel comfortable providing advice about sensitive public health issues without more context. Claude, uh, Claude so. is very precise in the things they talk about. If you give Claude like a, um, like a link or something, it can't visit links. Yeah. So it's funny when you made the LSD comment, like it'll say like, we, uh, we apologize. You may experience some hallucinations in the response. <laughs> and like, and I don't think what? I don't think it'll do a lot of sensitive stuff. It won't. Yeah. No, it like won't. The, you know what I'm saying. Like, so if you ask something sexual, it won't do it. Yeah, it won't. No, it so doesn't. If it's it doesn't do sensitive stuff. Then why is it being used at the heavy rate it is for? Well, that's because chat I mean, GPT, chat, chat GPT, yeah. do anything. Chat GPT, uh, the one I that use. one will go anywhere. That yeah, that, that one. I like perplexity a lot because perplexity comes up with sources and whatnot. Uh, um, uh, so it's really easy when you come up with podcast topics. Yeah. If you go on perplexity and you say list, uh, I'll ask like list out supporting and arguing. Um, 
subjects for this topic. And it'll give me research or to give me websites or to give me YouTube videos or whatever that support and also refute so that I know the things I'm talking about on the show are as accurate as uh, possible. Yes, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's genius. Diary yeah, of a CEO. It's a great way to use it. Diary yeah. of a CEO has something sitting underneath his desk when he, are you guys familiar with him, Stephen Bartlett? No. No. He's like the third or fourth, fifth biggest podcast in the world. It's absolutely exploding. He has something that sits under his desk and as he and his guests are communicating, this AI is taking down all this data. It's comparing it to SEOs, to trending topics, to yada, yada. And then it's splicing video as it's being recorded and then testing it amongst 10 to 15 different social media platforms. They're spending money. As he's talking, they're spending money. The AI is generating these ads off of to see which perform the best so that every single thing they post hits. Furthermore, they're... Uh, highlight videos that they do at the start of every single show is a compilation of the three to 10 highest trending videos that they, that the AI system or configuration or his team came up with. And that's what they put in the highlight video. And I mean, he's just exploded from, he's talking about this openly. That's insane. That is how he's exploded and built the following. But then- the information inside is unreal. Okay. I mean, he's so he delivers to yeah. So his background, he was he had a very high up job in the professional world. He had so many connections to so many people that are billionaires or multi 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 millionaires, just very powerful and influential yet intelligent and well intended individuals. That he started leveraging them to come on his show, which like of course you should leverage your network. That's how I've been able to have the people on my show that I've had on. And you leverage, he's leveraging his network. They come into the show. They have this extremely intense conversation. I would say the Grower Die podcast is modeled more after his style of interview than anybody else. And that's why I'm trying to dip into these shows. Like by the time this one drops, the uh, episode with Eric, Hugh, and Thomas will have also dropped it. I'm just shooting shit with my friends. Yeah. Because like every episode I have here, like the Kevin Burns episode, which is out by this point, or the solo episodes um, uh, that that dropped right before this, um, those take so much energy, research, emotion. Like it's they're very, very, very intense. So, like I find the solo episodes or podcasts like this to be like practice, as we alluded to before the show, like the Grow and I podcast. I'm very thankful for you guys. It's really starting to take off and like yeah. find itself, like get a lot of traction. Um, and we're trying to leverage into. We're, we're going to do an American tour in uh, 2024. Actually, Nashville might be on the list when I'm there for you guys. Uh, but I promise, way, I, yeah. promise I'll send, uh, I promise I'll get that little topic bubble filled out for you. Just know You said you're dropping oh, fire. I'm just dropping put. fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to put. Let's talk yeah. about it. Let's talk about what we're doing. Go ahead. So February 9th and 10th, Nashville, Tennessee, we're doing a seminar to benefit the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. They do a lot of research funded heavily towards my brittle bone disease, osteogenesis perfecta. So we're going to charge $100 to take it back and fellows like yourself, uh, Robo, Jason. I gave up my my spot so Taylor DeHaas could have it. Mm-hmm. So that way it's not like an all-day event. I'm going to run it. Mm-hmm. We got Cameron Cheek coming on, Lacey Dung, John Gorman, Ben Azita from the Keto Camp Podcast. He'd be a good one for you to connect oh, with. Oh, fantastic. He's been great conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm missing the names there. Brandon Day Cruz, Lauren, Lauren Conlon. Yeah. It'll be a great uh, Lauren's been on the show. Yeah, we Lauren's had an great awesome people. show. It, it She's been there with us since the second Physique yeah. Education Collective. Um, you guys are how I know her. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. know her through, yeah, through yeah. y'all. Um, I've never met Brandon Cruz. Brandon, Brandon DeCruz. Brandon DeCruz, but I've seen him with y'all for a long ass time. I've never been able to connect with him. So I mean, it's a lot of value for a hundred bucks. Plus it's just going to be a really fun fucking weekend. In yeah. Nashville, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like come out, hang, network. I mean, that's really what it's about. There's going to be a hundred other coaches yeah. in the seats plus all of us there. Yeah. So even that alone, you just can network and build. Yeah. Listen Build to the, the fire dropping from this well, guy you over here. For fire yeah. drop. I'm, yeah. un, I'm, but, I, I'm unbelievable you know. on that fucking bike. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. don't miss out. Nashville, February 9th and 10th. Yeah. Well, my for a hundred bucks. Make the them the closer. Well, my old Tony goal. Robbins. I'm it's all being Rivera when I come in, yeah. bro. It's done. It's you, lights out. You almost got stood up. I came this close to getting Stephen Pressfield to come in for the close. I don't even know who that is. But he's the one who wrote Turning Pro, Legend of Bag of Vance. He's the one who helped me write my book. Let's get him on my show. So that'd be a good one. Steve would come on. Steve's great. He's been on nah. Fer- he's been on Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan. Give me that close. Couple times. I know you. I I know you said like 30, 45 minutes, something like that for the forty five, fifty minutes each speaker. Yeah, forty yeah. to forty five. You don't understand. Minutes. People aren't going to be able to handle forty five minutes. Well, my ultimate goal is to get where it's a seminar every year in Nashville and to grow it where it's a big event. It's full on. I'd really like to kind of expose yeah. that yeah. because I do think that those events serve value in networking, especially in a time and age where social media tends to be polluted and diluted with whatever you tend to, I guess, look at. It's a nice way to meet people and see, are these people really the real people yep. I tend to believe or follow them as? Yeah. And you'll see that when you come. It's cool. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, this is going off a tangent, but I always say I'm only where I'm at uh, and what success I have had because of the network people I'm around. So it's yeah. like, if you can spend a hundred bucks and come around some people that are successful, like, mm-hmm. Oh my I mean, God, like, you're getting you know, fucking I mean, code. we've had these, priced way higher this yeah. is basically to get back and then we're not even keeping the money like yeah, we're all yeah. giving it to the yeah. hospital i am going to briefly interrupt this podcast to ask you to leave a five-star review and rating on whatever platform you're listening and if you do this and screenshot and send it to the grower instagram page you are going to be entered to win a 100 amazon gift card we're going to be picking people every other week and listen the show gets like 10 maybe 15 reviews per week so your odds are going to be pretty high in there so if you do that for me it would be an amazing help let's get back to the show i uh, i would love for so, you guys to all come out 100 bucks and like i said like you're going to be able to hang out with me you're going to be able to hang out with these guys and a bunch of other extremely talented people i am just such a strong believer that your true net worth is actually your network and i was chatting about this in the kevin burns episode like he, i've got friends who are who have become billionaires like you want to, you, you have a goal. My goal is not to be a billionaire. My goal is to just have a ton of impact on people. You want to like, what, what's your goal? Put yourself in the same room and shake those yep. people's yep. hands. If you can't look that person in the eye and shake their hands that you're not fit for that goal. Anyways, you don't actually have that goal. You just have something that you would like to do. Yep. But like we can sit, we can shoot the shit. I, I, Jason's you've always been this for me of when you didn't have to be. And I know I, I robo and Jeff, you guys are likely the same. I will sit with anyone. If you show me some promise, like show me something, like what are you going to do with this time that I give you? I'll sit with anyone. I'll have a coffee with anyone. I'll give anyone my time. And maybe I'm a little bit too liberal with that, but the reality is like, man, at some point you're going to pass the torch on next. And it's like, if my legacy can be, and so I see so many people who've come up that I've been able to help and like you helped me come up to the point. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have always maybe, like you said, maybe been a little too liberal with it, but like. I do believe in karma and I believe it comes back. And so I do think I'm um, as successful as I am from just 
helping people along. You know what I'm saying? Like if I can live a good life doing my passion and that's what their passion is and I can yeah. help you get there. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, then eventually you've passed something on. I agree. And really my ultimate goal you're talking about, I just want like a peace. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like the mind to shut off, yep. to not have to work as much and eventually just kind of. Yeah. Go that direct. That for me, that's what I want. You yeah. Know? So like that, that your, your thumbprint was left in the places yes. that you wanted it to be left based on what people you taught are Correct. doing with it. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's funny. Obviously I'm, I'm, how old are you, Robo? 36. Okay. So I'm the youngest one here. I'm 30. And you guys, I'm sure you guys all experienced when you were 30, like going through this time of, you know what? My values are changing. The yeah, things yeah. that I actually, my priorities, yeah. my yep. hierarchy is so different. Um, my friends I, changed a lot yeah. during yeah. that time too. My 20 year old friends, some were more relinked, you know, related to just hanging out, drinking, not that I was a big drinker, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And as I got into my thirties, that circle got much smaller. Yeah. I got more into bodybuilding. I got more into my careers and, uh, some of that, those things had to go. Yeah. And so there's a big transition there too. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but I, it was for me, I had to let some people go out of my life I and my circle place. got a lot smaller. And as you get into your forties, it happens again. <laughs> we, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. On our oh, podcast, yeah. I think we talked about how I burn out at that age. Like that's the age where it's- Yeah, we did talk we, about we that. We learned money is no longer the end goal. Yeah. That's that's what changes for <laughs> if everyone. If you would have told me two years ago- Yeah, that's all we cared about. Oh, oh my I agree God. with that. Yeah. On the podcast yeah. two years ago. And it, and yeah, and I you, know. You were like in 20 businesses, yep. making yep. 10 yeah. other deals yep. and- Mandarin Chinese, at yeah, 3 Mandarin Chinese, and I had uh, people in the Olympia. It, yeah, was yeah. Like, more, more, more. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I was so no. misled. I was such a boy at that time, and and I hope two years from now that I look back at thirty year old Justin. I'm like, dude, you were such a boy at that time. Um, time is money. That's dude. that's it. Time is the only value that matters in our lives anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. There's 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 nothing that can rush the process. There's nothing that can gain you wisdom. There's nothing. Time has to pass. Yeah. You have to make decisions that fail and you have to make decisions that succeed yeah. and you have to shake everyone's hand that you can possibly shake. I remember I was like 25, 24, somewhere in there. And uh, I was about to move down to Austin okay. and a mentor of mine, um, Jordan Duggar, he, he told me the time yeah. he said, um, you know, Jordan, I know Jordan. Um, he's been very such successful a, guy. A, whew, crazy success. I'm so proud of what he and Aaron have built. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was him. He said, more hands to shake, the more money you make. Because at the time, I was in my little cocoon. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I, I have more clients that win shows. You know, I make more money. Dude, no one gives a fuck about the amount of clients you have that win shows. No one gives a fuck about the amount of money you make. People only give a fuck about one thing. And that's how you make them feel yeah. and what yeah. your yeah. intentions are with these people. And, you know, sometimes you look at, you know, some younger guys and gals and they're just like so misled. But. Like you watched me go through that phase and you never corrected me. Like Matt Jansen, another mentor of mine, he never corrected me. Like let him make the fucking you all mistake. Have, yeah. Everyone's got to make their their way, right? I mean, yeah. and some people I think probably determine that it is only money and that's fine. If he told you, you know? would you have listened? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Then if Jason would have told me, then Jason would have been on the outs. Yeah. Then I'd be like, all right, like, fuck you. Like I'll need your fucking, <laughs> like, like I only could have been told at the time that I was great. And that I was doing the right thing and I was going in the right place. Do you surround, you feel that that was because of the people you surrounded yourself 100% with? 100% it was. Or was it the vision you were casting and combined with them? Both. Okay. So growing up and the way I grew up, like money definitely, I think just like maybe all of you guys, I know like you, my, we just didn't have a lot of money. We didn't, 
have a bunch of resources. Grew up middle class upper, so for me, Did you, yeah, and, uh, yeah. So, 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 my mom bought my first steroid cycle for me. When that's I was incredible. Is it? She <laughs> bought incredible. Tea. She bought me a bot, two bottles of Deca, and bought me two hundred pink tea, pink uh, tie yeah. ball tags. That is incredible. Oh no, my mom. Was Shout out to Mama. Yeah, that is fucking amazing. Yeah, so there's a whole cool. thing in your book about I, her. I read yeah. it. Yeah. Pushing yeah. the insurance is to get you on GH. Yeah, she pushed the insurance. She fucking won. Eleven, yeah, yeah. She but was you had to be on GH for your brittle bone, right? Does that mean yeah. well, that's what she, for right. her? Was she was scared I was gonna be short? short. I'm still short. I mean, you know that. You hug me, I come up to your thigh. You, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a dog humping you. Like, hey, yeah. I see it, Justin. Good to see yeah. you, buddy. But yeah. she was like, I'm scared you're going to be short. You're going to get picked yeah. on with your shorts. So we're getting you on GH. Oh, and that's I was so like, funny. So she did, dude. I remember them delivering the kits. And I wrote about this in my book. It was funny because I remember when I begged her to let me join Powerhouse Gym when I was 16. Okay. And she took me there. And then like a couple weeks in, I walk in the bathroom and guys are just shooting up. Yeah. And it's the first Crazy time I felt like I belonged yeah. because I've been shooting GH every now. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. shoot up too. Yeah, yeah, you know. It made you feel you were part of the tribe. It made That's me feel right. like I was part of the tribe. Yeah. You know. And I'll be honest, like that was important I, at that time. At, at yeah, that age, you. it was important. But the one thing I did notice is the males in bodybuilding in like the '90s were very much like of that Dorian Yates mindset, like very to themselves. They didn't say anything to you. They didn't correct you and all that. And I told everybody the story today. When I was 19, I moved all the way to Portland to go be with a 31 year old. And I just holy wish, shit, yeah, dude, <laughs> that's right, awful. You want to tell more of that story? No, or, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but my dad's <laughs> got an, an interesting past. Uh, yeah. So I guess you know, I, by the time I got older, my mom just was, she had spent so much time family. They'd have been me. out there getting my ass back. Yeah, she, she didn't care. My dad was already checked out, so his response was, "Well." All right. I mean, I guess she's part time stripper, but no big deal. I'll give you. The I'll give <laughs> That's you. The, the I'll, give, I'll give you. I'll give you the credit up, card, yeah. and you could go move. And I just wish he had said, "You're dumb as hell." Yeah. Sit down. Go back to college, or figure out what you want to do. But like, Robo asked me, "Were you ready to hear that?" I think I would have listened. Okay. You know, and I think like as me as a dad of two boys, both who I'm just like, oh my God, how do I navigate this in a world yeah. where you guys are pretty much kind of hated as a male yeah. nowadays, right? You're yeah. like the enemy. Yeah. And I would I would have pulled them aside and I would have said, please, yeah. don't do this. Yeah. This is yeah, bad. Yeah. I get it. But it, it probably put me sideways a little bit because it kept the, the distortion of what I viewed as important, which was women, work. The two W's, and yep. that's all I kept merging into. Yep. And it sent me down that path. And he could have sat me down and been like, That was me my whole 20s, though. Yeah. Why uh, is that? Why is that? We Our, our greatest drive mm -hmm. is uh -huh. just like women and work when you're young and you're emotionally, like your prefrontal I mean, cortex one is, is not developed. One is we're fucking wired, and then yeah. the other is power. Have you ever read? I uh, mean, I, I you know, yes. I, I think Go ahead. You, you see money and you see success as as a, as clout and and power and then women is well we're we're wired that way right yeah. many wars started yeah. on uh, right yeah. on the pile of gold yeah. right there's a book if you guys have read it it's called think and grow rich napoleon yeah, I, hill I, I, yeah where my first mentor ever in finance yeah. made me re read that that age where you you stop with that sexual stuff and you realize let's take that energy and put it into being yeah. a better person put it into growth i think we just can't get past our 20s being idiots it, it is what it is. Like you can't trust a 25 year old to make the decision of a 40 year old. No, yeah. A 25 year old can speaking to the 25 year old me. I could have had everything I wanted in, in front of me if I just pressed this button, but yeah. like the hot girl in the red dress walks by yeah. and she, you just yeah. like chase that. Like men have to learn that. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't think 100%. women will ever understand what that drive is like, but men have to learn that skill to, I wouldn't even say it's a skill. I honestly, I turned 30. I had a look at myself in the mirror. It's like, 
hey, man, you're a little bit ahead of where other people are your age, but you are not fucking close to where you want to be. And it just kind of flipped. You look back and it's like, wow, I wasted a lot of money, you know, uh, peacocking on these nice dates because I can afford them. And the other people you're dating can't afford what I can afford to power the divorce. I was 40, man. Like, you know, sometimes. Because it feels good. Yeah. It was worth it. That daddy life. You know? Yeah. Post-divorce is a different world. you know? Yeah, post-divorce is a little different. You go in with not much money in your pocket and you're 20 and you come out with money in your pocket and you're free and you're like, yeah shit all yeah. right that you money know? drive that money drive as 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 a man there's the, the biggest demographic uh growing right now in, in the grower die family and i appreciate you all being here is 25 to 34 year old men and it's growing fast every single month um the women like 25 to 52 year old women they've been pretty constant and then the 35 to 52 year old men they've been pretty constant but i'm glad that those men are tuning to this podcast, obviously that's like my age. I think and, it's very good for 25 year olds yeah. and not to cut you off, but yeah. I'll tell you yeah. as a guy in his forties who dated some younger women, yeah. they had a lot of gripes about that. Yeah. The guys in that age group. Yeah. A lot yeah, of yeah. We, we'd have a lot of gripes about women in that age group, right? Yeah. It's, it yeah. goes both ways. Who I, is I the secretary? Maybe. Yeah. They're, they're more mature. Like I've a, met some very mature 27, yeah, yeah. 8, 9, 30 yeah. like year old. Yeah. The women in that age bracket are definitely ahead of they're the ahead men of in that age them. bracket. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's getting worse. That's I, fair. I agree. I think it's getting they are worse. Like, I think men. Yeah. men, I don't know it's the upbringing or what, but I mean, I, me being 45, it was that typical male upbringing. You're going to yeah. get up, you're going to, you're, you're going to have a family and you're going to make money. Yeah. You're going to make, you're going to make the money. You're yeah. going to you know fucking I'm work. And yeah. so like, you know, I think there's a different message now. And, and I'm not saying it's not the right message, but I just feel like certain men in their 25s aren't yeah. really putting all the effort out they could to be yeah. someone. Okay. So I, I, I know go, that's I, probably going to sting the I, audience, I, but. No, no. I want to go around the table. I want to start with Robo. A, a man who's 25. Yeah. What should he be doing right now? What should his focus be? Great question. Learning. You, you, in. Yeah. Here's the the nuance to learning. Most people can't do it. Um, you how do you learn? How do you learn? We're not taught to learn. Yeah, you have to you have to stop. You have to retrain your mind. You can't go instant gratification. You have to start learning how to refocus. Um, there's books out there. James Clear wrote a great one. But you have to learn how to refocus for Atomic an hour, habits. two hours, three hours. Yeah. 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 Um, and if you can dive in and focus on a topic for two, three hours, get into a flow state, you can learn. If you can't, you're probably not learning that topic. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. I yeah. the, the podcast before this one, I believe that's going to drop is exactly about that. How to train focus. Um, Jeff, what should a 25 year old man be doing? Have better conversations with themselves. Oh my God, that's so funny to say that because if it wasn't the focus podcast that dropped before that, it was the communication podcast yeah. that dropped I before that. I think it's have better conversations. So, like, I remember, like, you know, because what I went through my childhood, I didn't value living. Like, I just was kind of, I was waiting just, I, I, part of my problem now in my 40s is I don't know what I want to do because I genuinely didn't think I would get here. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd be a victim by my own hand by now. Mm -hmm. um, so at 25, I could think back to those conversations I was having myself and the people that was letting talk to me too that way that was perpetuating even worse conversations. Because mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than when you sit there and look in a mirror and you ask yourself questions, mm -hmm. is this true or false? And you don't even know if that's true or false. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think as a 25, year old male you're pulled in so many directions you're told to get married you're told to do this you're told to do all these things and i was listening to it, but it never felt right to me 
So because of that confliction, I just wanted nothing to do with it. So I had bad conversations with myself. I almost think I personally burned my life to the ground. Like your internal yeah. dialogue yeah. wasn't yeah, good. Yeah, How'd you fix good. that? Uh, 32, tried to kill myself, mm-hmm. woke up, pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, got up the next day, went to work like nothing OD. happened. Yeah, I swallowed a bunch of pills, woke up, throwing up. I was yeah. pissed. Yeah. Uh, woke up the next day, went to work, and this older couple was like, you do realize like yesterday something happened. I was like- yeah, I guess I should probably like go talk about that. Uh, it was after that. I said, you know, I've spent so many years kind of questing for death that I would just spend the next few years of my life openly trying to live. And it was a hard conversation for me to have with myself because for so many years, I just wanted to die because I either wanted the pain to stop or I didn't want to carry the burden of what I did to my parents and their failed marriages. So there was all stuff. So I think conversing with yourself in your twenties. Do you blame yourself for your parents' failed marriage? No. Prior to writing my book, yes. Ah, so that was a little therapeutic outlet. The best thing I ever did was take a PhD in lifing myself by writing my book about ah. it. Because I was finally able to sort a lot of the things out that was in my head mm-hmm. that weren't able to be sorted. And when you kind of get to where you sit down, you're forced to find the best way to say things. Mm-hmm. What do you think you're going to do is you write it. Mm-hmm. You're going to read it, which means you're going to talk to yourself about it. And it clears it up. Did you view the book as turning into therapy for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it would have been possible. You can tell. Yeah. Like, I've read it front to, you know, back. Yeah. And it, it, you can tell it's like a, it's like a raw therapy yeah. session. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't want to hide from anything. I wanted people to know, like, it's gritty out there. Like, not everybody gets the picket white fence. And I think we can all determine that that's even a lie. People yeah. can get those yeah. lives and still go burn them to the ground. What that book did was it let me have peace with myself for the life I had to live mm-hmm. as a consequence to what I went through as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think if I did the counseling prior, if I did the microdosing of psychedelics, mm-hmm. which I talked mm-hmm. about, you know, I lost a lot of friends at 17. He remembers that. Mm-hmm. I went on social media and was talking about like, hey, I read Kotler's work. I looked at my depression as a problem I couldn't solve. I started taking LSD and it worked. And people mm-hmm. were like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're fucking idiot. And da, 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 da. And then here I am in 2023 and it's a very normal conversation yeah. to have yeah. nowadays. And I was glad I wrote about that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think if I did all that work beforehand and actually had counselors be like, I think a lot of your problem is you don't talk to yourself right. Yeah. And I don't think there's ever men say, hey, Jay, how do you talk to yourself? Yeah. How do you do that? Like, did your dad ever say that to you? That's yeah. fuck. See, see uh, like, he wouldn't right? even know what that means. Like, I don't talk to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. yeah. I'll talk to myself. I'm not right. crazy. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, yeah. And like yeah. you have that, but you should be talking to yourself. That's actually a very normal thing to do. So how do you, how, how do you say self-aware and how do you self-assess the dialogue that you have internally? Because we all have negative thoughts. Dude. I journal. Shit's tough. I journal it out. That's like, what I was trying to get at. I, yeah. I, 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 I write it out, you know, and I think that like Kai Green said that whole thought becomes things. Yeah. And I say it's more when it's in your brain, it confuses you. But once you write it, you have to get it straight. Yeah. And once it hits the paper in a journal form, you look at that and say either I'm a bitch and I need to grow up or mm-hmm. that's really a wound and I need to dig further. And I think that's really helped me in having yeah. that conversation because I could just write honestly. I mean, myself. internal dialogue is yeah. is difficult. Like mm-hmm. I don't honestly, and this is fucked up. In my 20s, I don't really remember having internal dialogue. Mm. I don't remember everyone <laughs> doubting myself. I, I did. Yeah. Oh, I, I was full See, of I it. I did. I was full of it. Really? I was not. Uh, I, after I, I was on that bodybuilding stage, my scars, I was like, everyone's going to see my scars. And, da, da, da. and then when I first got in training, no one's going to like me. I better make sure they don't I like looked me. terrible <laughs> my first show, but I thought I was a stud. Not like a cocky, but I was just like, dude, I got abs. I got these little caps on my shoulder. I was like, yeah. I heard 32 pounds, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, more yeah. shit. Like, get Wait, the fuck out of here. You yeah. competed against John, didn't you? John Meadows. Uh, 
No, we never. No, you same, never yeah. competed against no. him. Oh, you guys no. were the same show though. Crazy. I there was I one show you guys yeah. did. I yeah. thought you guys were at the same I show. Think so. I would maybe remember not. That. No. Yeah, maybe not. No, I've been at shows and seen John. You know when he was coming up through the ranks, but I was never at it. Yeah, John was one of the greatest yeah. individuals to ever impact. I think the health and fitness. But you know what I was going to say was as I got older. That's when the negative thoughts came in. The more I had on my plate and the more I tried to do, the more I would have negative thoughts yeah. and just thoughts in general. And they say, if you're an anxious, wired person, you will have 50,000 more thoughts a day than the average person. The average person has 70. Someone who's anxious will have 120,000. Wow. And trying to unwind that is difficult. So, yeah. so I have a, a question a, a, for anxiousness you. Anxiousness isn't a bad thing. Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, because I want to take this this way so you were saying in your 20s was that because you were married and focused on all that like did you have something distracting you from that you mean and to not having that yeah i don't know man I'm, I'm just like was i that callous and i didn't have yes i didn't yeah. think yes. internally as a was man I that immature? his 20s yeah I, I you were that I was, immature i think i was that immature yeah. like, i went into marriage and i can tell right now i can tell you all the mistakes i made yeah. so now i don't make them in my new relationship you know what i'm saying yeah. But like, yeah. back then i never could think on i was like dude i, I didn't do that and i don't yeah i don't know just how I was, but like yeah. I was, uh, and not to toot my horn, but as I came up through school, I was good at school. I was good at soccer. I, I had friends. I never really had a challenge. Like think of myself in a bad light. Man, and as God. you get older though, you start to see like, dude, some of this shit's you. And then you're like, oh shit, a lot of this shit was me. And then, oh shit, like I didn't do that right. And then I, you know what I'm saying? Like it's more now as I got mature that I have those thoughts than I did when I was young. I think you know? it hit me early because for eight was when I had that skateboard accident. And that's why I flipped my whole family. 100%. So for me, I was you were looking burden. Yeah. You had nothing to do but sit in a goddamn couch for eight months and look inward. Yeah, exactly. I never Man. had to experience that. Not, th you know what I'm saying? Like- it's not a new phenomenon, though. I mean, you you look back, the best story I can think of is George Washington. If you guys ever read about when he's younger and trying to come up, super ambitious. All he cared about was achievement, which I would argue is probably what all 20-year-olds care about. That's yeah. how he I wanted was. to be promoted at any cost, and he pretty much started the French and Indian War. Yeah. Like, it was on him in his early 20s. And then we let him lead us in the Revolutionary War. Yeah. He grew up. He was mature. We couldn't have had anyone better. Yeah. Like, there's hope after your 20s. Oh, 100%. You're going to screw up. Yeah. But um, it's it's kind of you know ingrained in us in our DNA to an extent. When you know, kind we're of going to have fire. Um, yeah. My thing was going to be, you're going to fucking screw up, and you yeah. got to learn to fail forward. Though, like mm -hmm. that's my thing. Like no one told me that. You know, I heard that term later. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought I was perfect. You know what I'm in my 20, like my like, early mid twenties, you couldn't tell me I screwed up. Yeah. Right. How often do you have thoughts where you think back? If only I knew this at 21, 22, where would I oh, be now? 100%. And that's the shit that really starts 100%. to fuck you up. Does that fuck with you? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, I've given myself a lot of grace over that. Yeah. Like, it's part of just growing. It's part of the life experience. There's nothing that changes you the way that life experience changes you. And it's yeah. little conversations like this. It's listening to other people's thoughts. So that's like my whole tagline with the Grow or Die podcast. It's yeah. like, come open-minded, leave well-equipped. Like, the show that dropped today, we talked about, uh, um, it was with Amanda Bucci. She's uh, just uh, absolutely amazing individual and she's in a polyamorous marriage yeah, and that's I, I met him last year at the summit dude that's not for everybody and that's them. great great people yeah. and I have a show dropping very soon with the most monogamous person to ever walk this freaking planet and like that's the beauty of this show and that's the beauty of uh, our life experiences is if you can be open minded to things okay maybe we've never had a discussion about it. polyamory might not be for you but you can learn something from this show you can learn something 
something from talking to someone who's in that, that equips you with something 100%. you didn't have prior that applies to your monogamous relationship. Oh, yeah. And that's how we get forward as a human is, all right, let's say it's a very easy layup and, 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 um, I hate that I'm going to use it, but it's like Republicans and Democrats, right? I don't, I don't talk much politics on this mm-hmm. show, but you know what's real funny when you kind of break down the fucking bare bones of everyone screaming at each other, you're fighting the exact same passion just on opposing beliefs. And how the fuck do you guys think that your way is the only right way forward? Should we come together and just collab on some thoughts? But now, you know, things are way too divisive or we, you know, very religious people versus not religious people. We would all get so much further if we're just continuing having these life experiences. All that to be said, Man, there's so many things I can look at now at 30, and I'm sure when I'm 36, 37, it's going to be way more. Yeah. That it's like, if I had this tool when I was 20, I would, yeah. you know, what the fuck ever, right? Go ahead. You're yeah. 30. Yeah. Okay. What is it that men in our 40 and 50s could be doing better from your view looking up that you don't want mm-hmm. to be like when you're 40 or 50? I'm curious because what I notice right now in our country is a lot of men 40 plus don't talk. Mm-hmm. Like it's real quiet. Like, you know, the ones who do, you don't want to listen to anyway. But I'm curious what emotional you think. Emotional strength. Yeah, I'm curious. So emotional strength. Emotional strength, a hundred percent. Yeah, I admit, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm more, about, more, about. more emotional vulnerability. No, that's that's more, it. Not emotional it's, strength, it's, emotional so, vulnerability. It's the same thing. Yeah, You're right. I think it's interchangeable. So I remember yeah. when I wrote my book, that yeah. was when I first understood emotional vulnerability. Yeah. It wasn't until but, 41. But that's not your fault. That's not your fault. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You weren't taught it. Right, but we don't ever talk about it as men at all. Like no never one ever do. just said that never do. the book had to teach me that yeah. as a man. I think that's why my male demographic is blowing up so much because like, dude, I... I'll tell every single one of you, I love you guys and I appreciate you being here and I value you. And I, I have no problem telling other men that for some people that's like, like, dude, I, I can't lie. Like getting a little bit deep. I remember having a conversation with my father when I was 17, I moved out the day that I turned 18. I, I, I just wasn't meant to be home. Um, I was like, I never heard you tell me that you love me. No, way. I never have. Same. I and was like that with my dad. I never that, said that. That's oh, fucking wow. difficult. Yeah. Nope. I agree. But like, I, I love human beings. If you even, if you comment negative shit on my page, I, I have love for you. I have space for you. I have like, I might chat back with you, but like, I love human beings. And I think it is insane that we're all here at the same time. The odds that all four of us are here on this table right now, having conversation with each other and the grand scope of the universe gives me so much love for each of your lives. It's a good and you all have such different backgrounds than I have. The show before this, like an hour ago, I was talking with Thomas and Hugh and Eric, who all have different backgrounds than you guys. All you guys can do is teach me, but it takes emotional vulnerability to teach somebody. All right, you guys. So I don't run paid ads and stuff on my show because, um, well, quite frank, I'm not super aligned with anybody, but also I just love the flow of how the Grow It I podcast goes. So how you can give back to me, if you could share this, wherever you share stuff, it could be LinkedIn, it could be Instagram, it could be Twitter, and you just tag the Grow It I page, tag me in it if you'd like to. That would help me so much as I continue to grow this show into eventually doing it in America tour in 2024 and try to come to a city near you to have some amazing guests on. I appreciate it a ton. Now, Let's get back to the show. The thing with the leaders, which we're all viewed as leaders, we're all older men, we're doing our thing with our life. 
the thing with leaders is leaders lack the emotional vulnerability to say things like, you know what, like, I'm sorry, I failed. The extreme ownership or the extreme love, the empathy is lacking so much in men in the 40 to 50 year old range. And and I, I don't disagree at all. I see uh-huh. it in, in guests that I have on the show. There's a, a guest that I have who's 34. His show hasn't dropped yet by the time, of course, this episode does it will. And his level of empathy is something I want to strive to achieve. That's a muscle that you can train. I believe every single human characteristic is a muscle that can be trained. Mm-hmm. And his empathy is just... Dude, it like makes me emotional to even think about because I want to have that to lead other people. I've had people sit across from me or on the show in any capacity that are in their later 40s, and they just don't have any. They don't have any. And that's okay. They, there's still so much I can learn from them and take from them, and their message is still very strong. But, man, I just I, – I firmly believe that the greatest masculine – trait that we can have is the ability to be emotionally vulnerable because that creates a safe space for everybody. And I mean, just the post I made today, it was off the end of my mental health episode. I'm just telling, I'm just letting men know, like, I love you. I see you. I value you. I'm here for you. I know how hard it is to make it to this fucking point. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I've never, yeah. like I've said this many times, I've never been suicidal. I've definitely wanted to not wake up tomorrow. And I've definitely understood why people become suicidal. But dude, in those moments, I mean, Jack Cruz would tell me he loves me. Eric would tell me he loves me. Brandon would tell me he loves me. Other Brandon would tell me. And coming from a man, it's just a little bit fucking different. It's just a little fucking it's true. Different. I agree with that. I, I, but I mean, I think it's a, it's a fair characterization of, of men in their 40s and 50s because of mainly the upbringing. You know, it's a hundred percent the upbringing. Yeah, you know, thirty side. How old's your dad? Seventy three. Is he alive? He's got. He is, but he's got Parkinson's and dementia, so it's rough. Your dad's seventy three years old. His. They weren't told it. No, not even close. They didn't have resources like we have today to learn it. No. So everything that was instilled inside of you was this like stone cold slate of emotion. Yep. Exactly. And so now you, late in your career, when you have a lot of success from a financial, from a brand perspective, from an impact perspective, you have to make a choice. You know what? I'm Jason Theobald, but I, I'm insanely successful in all these areas, but maybe I can have greater impact. I don't know if you can. I, I've You've always been great to me. Yeah. So I don't know if you can, but something has to drive that choice to be made. Right. And I, I think that's what's difficult. It's like you guys are both successful men. And you have so much going for you. And so, what's the driver to really? What's the go drive that to night? make the change? You already have it all. And our confirmation bias tells us we're good enough. But dude, I don't believe any of us are good. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> I think there's levels too. Um, you can become better emotionally vulnerable, and maybe it's in your private relationships, but maybe outgoing in your persona or in the public, it's, it's not something that you're great at either. You know, I don't know that I've gotten there, but I know from my twenties coming from my upbringing, it was very hard for me, even in my private relationships. Now I don't have problem there, but for me to get super vulnerable on the internet, I don't know. It might be really tough with my generation. I don't know if I can get there. I want to ask you guys. That's a limiting belief though. Yeah. If you tell yourself, you don't know if you can get there, you're not going to get there. If you tell yourself I can get there, then you'll get there. It's the muscle. The muscle needs flex. But 
But that being said, right, like you're not doing anything wrong. Maybe you don't want to be emotionally vulnerable on the internet. Right. I, I want to be. Right. Because I know there's times in my life where if I would have seen the post it I made today, I would have been okay. Yeah. I would have, like, coming from someone like me. Yeah. Because the thing about you, Jason. That makes sense. The, 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 the message is in the medium, right? Mm -hmm. You're a big dude. You're jacked up. You got success. You're a good looking dude. Still in your 40s. Like, just like. Well, I, no, it's, it's just like you, you're good looking dude. You're jacked up. You've got success. You're in your fucking 40s. Like, the, 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 the message is in the medium. Yeah. And like you guys saying it, it's like that allows the people that are maybe not jacked up, maybe not as successful, maybe struggling with their identity. Hey, you, like, you know what? It will be okay. Like you're right. What changed my belief though is this podcast. And there's been people reach out there like, yo, like that show saved my, my life. Like I was on the that mend. Yeah. I listened to your show. And it saved my life. And that made me realize there are people listening to this show right now who last night they were contemplating, how can I not wake up tomorrow morning? You've been there. I I, I mean, you guys being emotionally vulnerable can like save people's lives. And uh, when you look at the rate of suicide, uh, yeah. Oh, it's, and, going, it's and, gone up crazy. Man. In my yeah, perfect 100%. delusional world, it's like we can eliminate it. And I, I that's maybe that's not real, but. And so we go back to the, and you had something you want to say, so I'm yeah. curious. But yeah, just, yeah, I want to get to you. Broke. You brought yeah, up yeah. the emotional vulnerability on social media, but what about the males who use that emotional vulnerability to bully other males? Give a fuck about them. And the quietness. Give a fuck about them. Right? Bully me in real life. But, Let's see what's yeah. up. Exactly. I'm not tough. We all, we all, yeah. I'm not tough, but if you can't come up to me at 260 pounds in real fucking exactly. life, then yeah. bully yep. me in real fucking life. Yep. I'm not saying I'll, I'm not saying nothing. I just know you start pushing me around in real life, what the reaction is going to be. I'm not, Again, I'm not tough. No, I just I, know that I agree no you. one's ever said something to my fucking face. We talked about that on yeah. our podcast. We did talk say, about yeah. that on our say podcast. My face say it to my motherfucking and face. Let me feel your energy and so, you feel mine. So you're commenting that. behind this fake ass profile trying to demean men who are being fucking vulnerable and open online. I am so public. I post where I'm at around Austin all the fucking time. I'm going to be in Nashville <laughs> February 9th and 10th. I'm doing an American tour yeah. of my podcast <laughs> in 2024. Show up. Yeah. Show right. up. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. say it to my, that, so that would be my response there is none of them are going to show up. They're mentally in their mom's fucking basement. They might not physically be there, but those dudes are pathetic. Oh, those okay. are the weakest men you can buy. Those are the men who comment negative shit on women's fucking social media pages. <laughs> yeah. Robo, what you want to say? So I I did a little performance coaching with a guy named Mike Adela. Yeah. Amazing dude. Uh, Define performance coaching. Just uh, like so it's, Cognitive abilities to get into flow more. Okay. It's uh, curing your own back end shit okay. so that you don't have other things harming your personal relationships. So it's everything from business to personal. Okay. When you hit those plateaus, you need that coach. And so I worked with him and he asked a question once. He asked, when's the last time you cried? Oh God. There's no better question to figure out where I know, a man is I know. It's, it was uh, my grandmother. I had to do her eulogy. And how long ago? Uh, it was it was uh, twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it's been you a minute. Cried since then. No. Was the last time you cried? Uh, so I would have said fifteen years ago, and then one of my close friends lost his dad. And that one was tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, how long ago is that? Two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was three weeks ago. Yeah. When's the last time you cried? I was eleven. And it was when they broke my leg. And you haven't cried since then? The response was they 
put their hand over my mouth when I went to scream when they broke my leg. So that's traumatic. And uh, I haven't shed a tear since then. My mom told that's me hugely traumatic. Me. And she didn't mean it in a bad way. No, yeah. like yeah. she did not mean it. She only knew what to she get only knew what that to say at that mm-hmm. time. So yeah. like it's just been hard for me. Like when I wrote my book, I will not lie, my eyes were a little misty. Eyed. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you let yourself cry? You know how much bottled up emotion there is inside right now, so, especially after writing your book, everything you've been through, you know how much is in This there? is what's really like interesting. Yeah. So I wasn't held the first six weeks of my life. By my you mom. told me that. So yeah. I don't like oxy doesn't do anything like none of that. So I don't have that love hormone anywhere in my yeah. body. Um, oxytocin. Oxytocin. Yeah. I was about to say oxycontin. I was like, that's a really good time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> MDMA is how you, we talked about that no, on did, our show. I did the MDMA, yeah. but that only unlocks so much. Like yeah. there's something... And I think it's just that physical block of, you know, the body keeps score. Mm-hmm. It's almost like so much trauma was in that six-year period to me. Yeah. So much defeat, so much to conversation. Like, I mean, I was cutting myself if I didn't feel in pain. I'm doing yeah. this like 11, 12. Yeah. Before yeah. it was stuff people like quietly kind of talked about yeah. to get attention. Yeah. Yeah. I was, like I'd slam my hand in the door. Just because you wanted to feel pain. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to feel something. So yeah. for me, pain was the emotion of crying. So I think I spent a lot of my life uh, exercising by crying yeah. in a very different way than most people did. So I think I've expressed my emotion of that just differently. So I look at myself as in control now and complete yeah. that I don't. It sucks. I mean, you know, I, there are sometimes like, you know, with my kid, I wish, but, you know, I'm there. I'm like, all right, man, I could just be here for you. And that's all I can kind of do. There's someone still I want to hook you up with that was on this show. I want to hook you up with Justin Lovato so bad. You can. I'm always for it. That. I would love I'm that. always for it. Yeah. He's actually having a he's having a thing tomorrow morning. I wish I could go. I have clients competing, or else I would go. Um, that guy, Je- yeah, Justin Lovato is absolutely fascinating. Where he is from an emotional standpoint is something I just. Out of all what, the amazing guests I've had on this show, explain it. Like I got to hear what you mean by this, dude. Emotion. He has this empathetic alignment with all the energies and vibrations going on around him. He was on the show. It was fucking fascinating with all of these things going on around him that he is so empathetically developed that he doesn't have to take it in and absorb it himself. It doesn't manifest inside of him. He can feel it. He can appreciate it. He can relate to it. He can create this very secure space for when he was on the show and we were chatting, I was, I felt myself working through very emotionally volatile things so seamlessly because of how well thought out, constructed and developed he is from an emo- It's his gift. Mm-hmm. You can't develop that muscle that some people are, you know, born with a little something different. Yeah. He was born with a little something different and he's developed it because it's his obsession. It's funny you say that because yeah. I think I was born different to be able to do what I've done with my bone disease. With my oh, I agree with that hundred. I don't think if I had the mom I did, yeah. the things I had that path, I don't think I would have been yeah. able to show so many with my bone disease. Yeah. There's a life outside of wheelchairs and crutches for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, but don't you just think you know that was the last time you wanted to cry, and it was a weak moment for you. You couldn't help yourself. So yeah. like, to me, it's like you probably don't cry much because it was a sign of weakness. Crying isn't well, weakness. I, I think it, no, I think it, it's not. Yeah. Crying well, is strength. Well, well, crying I, is power. But when you have that night of last year. I so I think it was yeah. so traumatic to me that like when anything inflicts something upon me of an emotion, I always can immediately go back to that moment and be like, it's not as bad as that. Right. Yeah. And it just knocks me out. Well, of right. It. But. So that would but, up, feel, like, yeah. 
do something like, don't, you know, what'd your mom say? Don't be a pussy. Yeah, don't be a pussy. <laughs> like, yeah. Saying that advice. something's not as bad as something else. I have this extremely toxic thought pattern that I yeah. very recently broke. And it was because of the help of um, Megan Davis, who you might remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Her and I are like really good okay. friends again. Um, that's why I moved down here with. Like we had this unbelievable relationship. Like it was fucking amazing. Things definitely did not end well. We didn't talk for four years, yada, yada, back in each other's life. She's completely changed my fucking life. Now for the second time. Um, I have this thing that I do. That's exactly what you just did, Jeff. It's well, yeah, like this is tough, but there's people in Africa that haven't had a meal in three days. That doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, I know um, what you mean. No, I know where you're coming it, from. It the matters very world. much yeah. in terms of a humanitarian approach, but to my life and my experiences, how can I say that what I'm experiencing is, is less than them? Cause we all have a baseline and then we all also have a threshold. And their baseline and my baseline is, I mean, I I think just hu emotional, uh, volatile weakness and strength in humans might be around the same place. Like, um, I, I'm I'm reading Elon's book. I've I've referenced this before on the show. He would get beat up at school. He would come home, stand in front of his dad. He wasn't allowed to say or do anything, nothing at all. He just got berated by his dad for hours on end. And that that's his baseline. Yeah. Like we have a, your baseline was probably when they broke the bone, you couldn't fucking hurt. I have a baseline, Jason, Robo, we all have a baseline. And yours was, we could all subjectively agree, more painful than any of ours. Yeah. Yet the pain you felt would have been the same pain that we would have felt in that in our weakest point. Yet if we're like comparing it on this metric scale, like, yeah, yours is worse, right? That's but why I that, don't get but, the victim's but, shit because then it's my victimization's yeah. worse than yours. But we can't like, have no that way. mentality with how we're Great. experiencing things because you've developed so much from 11-year-old Jeff to where you're at right now to where the – you experience something right now that's that same exact baseline, but your life has developed into what it is. And you've made so much of yourself that like the baseline is just different. So that's this toxic thinking pattern that I challenge you to change. But I think it's, I think it's powerful to cry. When's the last time you cried? Three weeks ago. Yeah. I just went through the worst experience in my entire fucking life. Well, like, um, my, I, I had some business partners that really fucked me. They stole a lot of money from me. I had no idea. It's been wow. going on. We, we worked yeah. together for a long time. It's How that level of betrayal on. feel? Was it other man betraying you? Yeah, dude. That's pretty tough when felt, another male betrays you. Yeah, felt yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yet, you know what? Be, because I have this show, which I feel like is my version of therapy, mm -hmm. yep. and I have such a strong group around me, I found out it was happening. I knew it was some, some backstory. Swipe the business card. Business card got declined over a coffee. I'm waiting for the text mm. to say like fraud, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. yada, yada. Never came. Hit up person who's in charge. I get some BS. I get some spreadsheets that aren't fucking real. I get some yada, yada. So I didn't have a single banking app on my phone. I just know like my company is very fortunately, like we do very well. And I knew that also this year with three less coaches than I've had at any other point in TM, we're outperforming by 28% year to date. So I'm like, oh, we're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was a fluke, yada, yada. I, I thought there was a certain number in that account that like yeah, yeah. the cup of coffee, like, are yeah. you kidding? I start doing a deep dive. I get some forensic accountants involved. I get some other folks involved. I realize what's been happening. I literally got to a point where I ran out of money. Because, and I, dude, I have, I mean, full, I've talked about the show. I have two seven figure companies that I own. Mm -hmm. I ran out of cash. Mm -hmm. 
that was, Damn. I'm a 30 year old dude. I have given my entire company of people. I haven't done my due diligence in keeping up with the books. I've never got a P and L it's my, at the end, I view it as my fault. 100%. And instead of doing anything, I just, we're not going to court. We're not suing we're nothing. I'm moving forward. I'm going to make the money back. And like now we're That's in how I would address it too. Yeah, yeah. We're in a crazy health Being place. a former lawyer, yeah. I don't want litigation. We're man. three and a half weeks past this entire thing being like I, I, I cried the night that I made a list of people I was gonna have to ask for money to can for because the first of the month was coming. It's November seventeenth uh, right now. Yeah. The first of the month was coming. It was a few days before that. And I have payments that keep my company floating sure. that I have, I don't have, it's not covered. Mm -hmm. The accounts got drained. I was, that was almost $50,000 in, in, in debt. So what that I didn't realize. And so I made a list of people I was going to have to ask for cash. A 30 year old man with two seven figure companies, well, another hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was staying on my balcony. It was like two a.m. I stayed on the balcony. Like Peyton was there, just laying next to me. I talked to Peyton about everything. He was just laying there next to me. He's sleeping back there. It's so cute. <laughs> I was I, I I was sitting there on my balcony. I couldn't sleep again. Like another sleepless night. And I was like, I just wish someone would toss me over. I didn't want to lead anymore. I felt like I let everybody down. That that was the lowest point in my entire life. And I was just crying. I was watching my, I live on the 33rd floor of my place. Oh, shit. I'm just watching the tears like fall down. And I'm just like, I wish that I could fucking chase one of these tears right now. Like I wasn't Damn. suicidal in nature. I've said that a million no, yeah. times. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if someone threw me over, I just would be like, thank you. Thank you so much. And it was tough to go through that because I'm showing up for the podcast. I have big time guests on. The podcast is blowing up, but this was before it was making really any money at all. It wasn't making any money at all. And I have to show up and I'm looking this person in the eyes and I'm thinking, I have no money. I have no fucking money. I, I can't leave here and do anything because I got nothing. So that was, that was the can, last time I called. Can, it was can I share a quick story? I would love for you to. So I had a really, really um, successful friend. Uh, yeah. He he was that guy in high school that um, he just knew the answer before he read the fucking textbook. And you didn't really know how he's passing these biology classes, getting a pluses and he doesn't fucking study. It was that kind of smart. And um, <clears throat> he started a business and he was doing better than any of my friend group right away. And um, long and short of it is years later, it continued to be successful. His um, CFO mm -hmm. took off and was putting money into one of the offshore, you know, countries that you can do that shit and not get caught and they'll accept the cash. So he had to do audits and get into it and everything like you. Number one, he he trusted that person. Mm -hmm. Number two, he had to get in and start doing audits and it was very much pinching his dime. Long and the short of it is he fell in some hard times and I got into the drugs and uh, through COVID he, he passed because he was his body was beaten down from all of it and the drugs. So, you know, that's why I said, you got to fail forward. Like, and you know this, and you're like, I'm not worried about the fucking lawsuit. That's staying in the past. I'm moving forward, and this is what I learned. Mm -hmm. And now for sure, I bet you're going to be on your books for the rest of your life. Dude, I log into all my bank accounts 100%. four or five times a day. I know every single fucking, that, I know so you fail down forward. to the same. It'll never happen again. You're going to love my presentation. It'll never happen. Seminar. Good, yeah, good. Yeah. I, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, I I challenge people, you know, we were talking about 25-year-old men. 25-year-old men don't log into that bank account very much because they're scared to see what's in there. I, I, I challenge people to see this. Um, there's something to be said that's beyond the financial metric of 
if you have complete control and accountability for that, then there's powers in life that I think I'm realizing right now, but I don't have the full scope of right now, the exact lesson. There's powers in life of knowing exactly what you're worth. And as far as your bank account goes, knowing exactly what that is. Like I built these companies off of, I'm just good at what I do and I show up for people. And luckily we've had success. Right. And that's but just see, that's, not good that's enough. Part, that's what I was going to say. That's part of becoming a leader though. Yeah. Like, and the older you get, you start. And I was like, I was, I was very much like yourself. Like, uh, I never looked at my bank account in my twenties. I just knew I had enough and it wasn't going to bounce. Yeah. Right. And so like, as I started getting more and more successful, you learn all these things. Like, dude, I got to be on this. Like, I got to know what like, the bottom fucking line is. We got to do this. We got to read these PNLs. Yep. It's all a fucking learning experience. Unfortunately, you got a really tough one that I didn't get on that side, but my buddy did. Yeah. And look where he ended up. Yeah. Well, I've got a friend who's $333 million in debt right now. So <laughs> I guess that makes me feel, he, he's building a high rise. He was on the show recently we chatted about it. He's yeah. building a high, it's all coming back very quickly. Yeah. But like right now, yeah, right now, that's what he owes. Yeah. And I can't imagine sleeping like I, that. I would have tough time. I was 50 G's down. And I, I, I've, well, uh, think fortune. I've never experienced debt in, in my, in my adult life as, as a kid. We had a ton of it apparently, but. What's the difference between 5 million in debt? And three hundred million in debt at a certain point, right? <laughs> right. You're not going to dig out, so it's just like, all right, throw in another ten million. You are right. Cares. And if you have the resources to get yeah. to a place where you're three hundred million yeah. dollars in debt, then you're probably like doing okay. You'll file like, bankruptcy you know, and, and you'll build IPD. something again. Yeah. Because <laughs> way better. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You just keep taking swings. I, yeah. I understand yeah. what you're saying, but I probably would have. I just know myself. I'd probably have a little trouble sleeping until that was. Yeah, worked through. If, if you one. took three hundred million in debt, uh-huh. you'd freak out until you sign that deal. You'd freak out for a night or two, and then I I gotta believe you'd think, all right, there's nothing I can really do. That yeah. I just gotta try and make it work out. You, yeah. If you take that on, you have yeah. such little fear. Yeah, fear doesn't exist anymore to you. Like like us yeah. hearing that number. Like if right now you logged in and it's minus three three <laughs> three zero 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 zero. What the fuck? Yeah. But you have no fear because you've won so much and you've yeah. also lost so much that it's like, I mean, the dude's building a fucking high rise, yeah. like in downtown Austin. Right. Like and you don't, you don't, you don't accidentally yeah. wake up. You don't like, go yeah. from building a, you know, a duplex to that. <laughs> yeah. so, you don't go from fifty k yeah. in debt to right. That. Yeah. You, you leverage yeah. fifty and that that yeah. made your butt pucker, and then you leveraged a million, yep. and then yeah, I mean, you, you walk into it. It's, for sure. it, it, yeah. it's fascinating. Uh, it's absolutely fascinating for me to think about though, like. Um, um, and it, and again, when he first told me, I was thinking like, man, like my life stresses are just not even close <laughs> to seeing that number. Um, I, I have a good friend of mine who's helped me through this situation that I had. And he was explaining to me the importance of spreadsheets and the PLs yeah. and the yada yada. Cause my financial literacy was zero just three months ago. Yeah. And like now, dude, I'm like reading books. I'm listening to audiobooks, yeah. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm talking to my hyper successful friends about their finances. Well, you realize yeah. that's growing as a businessman and growing as a leader. That's what it is. And TM is exploding. That's what it is. The Grow I podcast is exploding. The TM is exploding. It's absolutely fascinating because that was my next level of leadership that I had to develop. One of my friends showed me his account. It had $13 million in it. And I got to see that with my eyes. This is one of my best, best, best friends. And I got to see it. I knew that he had it. Mm-hmm. But seeing it, makes me realize I can open up my account and it can look like that too. I've seen it. I, I've touched it. One of my friends 
Rebecca Farrell, who's actually about to record a podcast uh, in the studio next door, she told me about the concept of touching what you want. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a, I don't want to be personally, but if you want to be a billionaire, you have to be able to physically touch someone. You have to get to the point where you're in contact with someone. How did I get to this point where we're sitting across from each other mm -hmm. and you're a billionaire and you have to figure out how to get that point or else it's not real. That doesn't actually exist. And I'm reading Elon Musk's book like I referenced, and he has so many points throughout that book where he was touching the things that he wanted, and then he went out and made it happen. You have something yeah. to say, Jason? Well, uh, no, I, I I think I blanked on it. Oh. I <laughs> 45 showing up, right? Well, well, you take a little weed, and then, and then I got into this Elon Musk story, and I'm like, that shit was dude, important. Dude, <laughs> dude. The, um, so he, I'll I, think I, of it in a minute, I'm sure. I, go on. I, I've said it to the show a couple of times, but it's uh, kind of cool. How, you guys are here till when? Uh, Sunday morning. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool to have you guys over. He's actually my neighbor. Okay. And like, you can like, see it. It's, it's, I want to wave at him so bad. It's, it's, he's not there right now. Uh, he's not there. Now, when, when he's there, there's a lot of activity going on. And it's, it is, his motorcade is insane. That's fucking nuts. Like he, he that's a highly protect. I see governor Abbott's motorcade. Um, Musk's isn't far off, but it's all Tesla's. Yeah, <laughs> There's just a fuck ton of Tesla. It's like, what is going on? I didn't know he was from Austin. I didn't know he had a place in Austin. He lives here now. Well, he's from South Africa. Yeah, no, originally. I know that. Yeah. But I didn't know he had a place. I, yeah, yeah. He moved here from Cali. He yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Um, networking in real life is something that was brought up at yeah. the start of the show it's that, important. um, uh, yeah, like yeah. that we were talking about the event. Yeah. Um, and I think people undermine stuff like that. Like why would I pay a hundred bucks when I can get you a DM on Instagram? And I want to combine that with my notion of you have to touch it. Um, you might look at a successful bodybuilding coach. You might look at a successful gym owner. You can DM them all you want and you can pay for a consultation all you want. You can do, if you can't physically show up and shake that person's hand then you don't actually want that. Why do you think that is? Like when you meet someone who's in a position that like you might want to be in, what do you think that is? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't but, have but there's a, <laughs> but, but there's a power in it. There's a power. You mean you don't, you don't, you don't ever want to meet certain people that, that you, I guess are moved by or. No, man. Like I, I just look at like, you, I mean, I'm going to want to smoke pot with them or something. Like, ah, you know, all right. like, but like, I look at like, you put your pants on the same way I do every day. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not one to like, I don't like, think we should idolize people. On our guys trip, we talked about who we would want to meet. And I would, I would <laughs> said, I wanted to, who, who was, it was Jordan, right? For you? Yeah. I don't remember. No, it was Dorian Yates. I That's said, it. I would yeah. want to go and pry his mind to find out that next level he was really at that he didn't know he was at that allowed him for six years to just lay waste better maybe not better but better every year right like better in the one way but maybe not better and then he said tony robbins and that got me thinking i yeah. was like dude if you could understand the power of nlp neurolinguistic programming yeah. then why even want to idolize anyone like that at that point because you understand the power of language if anything yeah. i like sitting next to people like that because you feel their energy 
you feel their vibration. But We're I'm gonna get him on the show soon. Yeah, I'm not intimidated by that shit. Oh god, I, man, that's he is one of the most brilliant individuals when it comes to reading people. Everyone yep. thinks he's a fraud. He's not. He's oh the my real god, dude. he's a fraud. NLP is the real deal. NLP is the real deal. Uh, if you study it, yeah. it's, it's and he just really knows bright. how to read people, unlike anyone else. So I've had some practitioners, some things. NLP practice certified practitioners, or whatever on the show, yeah. and they're fascinating. Yet yeah. he's a different level. He is. He's a different level. Yeah. yeah, there's a school of thought that people think it's uh, manipulation. People think manipulation such an overused fucking yeah. exp- that every leader that has ever been great in any capacity is manipulating people. You can manipulate people for the better. For the better. You can manipulate people for the worse. Every time you get on Instagram, you're being manipulated. Yeah. Every 100%. single time. Every time you have a conversation with somebody, you are and you are receiving. And like people have this negative connotation about it. And like yeah. he's a cult leader. Why is that bad? <laughs> Why is that bad? Are you leading them in the right direction? Right. Like if you're leading them in the right direction, then how how's it necessarily a negative thing? He yeah. he's able to unlock something. I just had a client go to one of his events. Yeah. And she was telling me uh, about it. And it Sounded fucking awesome. Like, yeah. it sounded great. I want to go to one of his events, yet I know I'm going to get him on the show, too. And, yeah. and like, that'll be That's a very- your goals. No, it's just going to happen. <laughs> I like how he speaks it into the universe. Yeah. He's yeah. going to do Tony Robbins. Manifest Ferris, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tim, back Fer- back. Tim Ferris lives right next door, yeah. too. Yeah, like, I know you're fucking, a big fan. Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking hit Tim Ferris. I, yeah, I remember yeah. he was on our show talking about when I'm when like When I feel that me as a host is able to get the absolute most out of these people for my show, then, yeah, they're going to come on uh, 100%. Yeah. I'm great at what I do. This is a big platform for people. We have an incredible set up like we're like absolutely they'll come on the show oh yeah yeah, yeah so I like, like i think that'll be one of the most riveting conversations um that that you know there could possibly be and i i look up to that guy so much you know someone else who i think is fascinating is grant cardone oh yeah, yeah. um I, I uncle g baby yeah i think he's definitely a cocky prick but like i don't yeah. give a shit like Dude, numbers do the talking. Dude, his numbers do the talking, don't yeah, they? Yeah. I find it absolutely fascinating. Um, but all these guys who are like billionaires. And it doesn't seem like that much fun to me. I enjoy having some sort of financial drive. What do you think? Do you like having a fi- do you uh, want to be a billionaire? Like, do you like having a financial drive? I, I don't think billionaires have a financial drive. They have a power drive. They, no, they, they don't have any yeah, financial drive. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's At that power point, it's prestige. Power. Yeah. yeah, I don't want if all I care about is power, my life is gonna suck because you can never get enough, right? I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's relationships, it's other things that matter. The human matters. Yeah, I have no desire to None. be a billionaire. My biggest, like I said, I just want peace yeah just want my mind to be able to shut off eventually yeah you know and Fuck just you, be Jan, financially u.s senate senator black <laughs> senator black i mean if you get ready tennessee's when i'm fucking up uh, down when i'm yeah. 60 man yeah. it'll be warm weather i'll be going to the gym i want yeah. i'll be with the people i want and if i work a tiny bit great but i'm yeah. not you would be a billionaire our, what would you want to be a billionaire i'll be honest with you i think for the the power, yeah. yeah. I think it'd be fun. That's okay. I think you yeah. can do good with it. Yeah, I do. I think you're going to have a hard time of always being tempered towards the good. 
But part of what I like about entrepreneurship, and I think you guys agree with me, I know you do from some businesses, it's like seeing people, the money you get and how you can give it back. And like, well, fuck, yep. I got another hundred grand here. Yep. I could create these positions and continue to grow. So if you look at it like that way, like I always found must to be interesting compared to Thiel. Yeah. Like if you read about Peter Thiel and how he like went after uh, Gawker, like we talked but about he's that. one of the early investors in Musk and one of the first in Facebook. So if you see that scene in Facebook where they walk into the investor's office. Okay. That are in social network. Social network. That's yeah. him. Peter Thiel? Yeah, he was Teal. part of the PayPal. Teal. Yeah, he's part of the uh, PayPal mafia. Yeah. yeah. But okay. if you look at him and all his X. money, he yeah. uses it very different than what uh, Elon uses his money for in comparison. Do you, do you think Elon's using it for good? I think he uses it more for good than bad from what I could – here's the – I'm never going to know the whole skinnies on no. everything, right? No. But looking at it like from a macro view, I don't see what the guy's trying to do wrong other than trying to give us his babies yeah. uh, to deal but, with. But you know why? You know why? Yeah, because he thinks human intelligence is yeah. going down. But but we have data that backs that. I don't disagree with it. I mean, have you driven Dude, in traffic before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. But low was, IQ people are yeah. repopulating at a higher clip than high IQ people. So he's like, I'm going to have, you know, a lot of different and, and with yeah. different women. Is this a like, business model that we could perhaps? <laughs> I mean, guys, think, wants idiocracy, kids. bodybuilders took over. You guys want this. You guys want this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah. would be pretty good, uh, huh? People like me, host. Yeah. 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 R- R- Robo with the kill shot. Yeah. You got yeah. president, vice president, secretary of state. Right? I love yeah. that Oh, movie. my yeah. God. Yeah. Who was the president? Was it Terry Crews? Yeah, it was Terry Crews. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big movie guy. Uh, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't you have a idiocracy? I don't, I don't think oh, I have. Oh, my God. It's, it's the premise you talked yeah, about yeah. where it's all the dumbest people reproducing at a high rate and the smart people saying, we can't do this. Yeah. And a guy, you know, transport it into the future. Yeah. And it's exactly like what you imagine. Uh, no, but he was yeah. like a, a- He was an a, idiot in Yeah, our in our He's time, yeah. South Park was the guys behind it, right? I don't I know. think so. Yeah, I think South Park creators behind they them, were, maybe. yeah, and they're hilarious if you still watch that. Yeah, to this yeah. Point. yeah. yeah. Um, I heard South Park just had an episode that that was very recently like um, pandemonium, foreshadowing or predicting what's going to happen, and yeah. somehow they've been on top of. It. Oh man, it's and the I'm best social sure commentary how. that we have in society got right way now. Way better ass, way better shrooms out there. Uh, that's Colorado. what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm yeah, there's you know there's a podcast <laughs> there's a podcast that's massive, and all they do is just talk about every South Park episode. No, sh- I, I, I believe it. I believe massive. it. Mm-hmm. I believe like, they're that. not even creating. Con- they're just. Well, you, just, have you seen like these old shows from the eighties and nineties? Now they have a podcast and they talk about their old episodes, like yeah, the actors yeah. are doing. Yes, yes. So, I mean, why not talk about? It? I mean, you know, um, I I learned this through an agency that I'm working with now. It's helping me out with some stuff with the show. Uh, right now, podcasting is the most difficult form of media to ever to have ever to like, made it in to like actually made it. Mm-hmm. You know, Spotify funded Obama's podcast. Yeah, pulled it. All the all those late night comedians. They all had this show, not didn't perform. They're about to relaunch it. Okay. But once you take the right, like this is hard to do. I mean, you guys yeah. run a show. Like the the heart, the higher up I go, the more I realize this is hard. My entire life, I have two and a half hours of client work per day. The rest of my wake time is dedicated towards becoming a better host for the show, acquiring information, studying other people, what I like, what I don't like. Dude, I listen back to my shows and like I take these notes. And if I ever made these notes public, people would definitely call an institution to pick me up and put me in a mental health hospital. Did you always listen to yours or did you just start? 
I don't like. I don't. I haven't listened back. To but it. that's the only way you yeah. get better. I because know. if I, you make I a note, it. it's it's so some of the um, work that I do with my one on one, like self realization uh, clients is. Every time you have a negative thought, write it down, right? You start doing this about the events in your life that you're really struggling with. And you notice that as the days go on, these thoughts are, because you're consciously aware of it, these thoughts are going down. Dude, when you write down the things you hate about your podcast, and I'm doing this actively while listening to it, and it, I get to a point where I'm pissed off. Like, I'm listening back to this show, and I think I'm doing a great job on this show. We are all doing a great, this is a really good show. But I'm listening back to this show when it drops in four or five weeks. And I'm going to have this fucking notepad <laughs> that's just insane dude and if i look back it's 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 in one of my journals if i look back on like four weeks prior to right now i'm not doing anything that's in that journal anymore yeah it's like continually evolving mm -hmm. and dude I, it's real self-deprecation one percent better every day that's that's your yeah. frank i mean i guess you do yeah. have to self-audit i mean yeah. at yeah. that point I now mean, that it's becoming a yeah you know a revenue, a revenue stream, stream. i mean what do you guys want out of your podcast yeah. do you want it to make money do you want it to drive business you know in all honesty man for me it's just kind of showing up and hanging out with three of my friends talking to people like you and other yeah. people and just spending an hour i think you know at this point when you ask a question like that Anyone can be like, yeah, man, that'd be cool to get paid. But we haven't done what it needs to what you're doing yeah. to go all in. So I can't sit here and say, yeah, that's what I want. Because if mm -hmm. I did, that's where my energies would be. I'm like, Jeff, like I show up, I like to talk to the people that come. And like, if it helps them give a little bit more, you know, about my personality as a coach and other things I do, great. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that's okay for me. You guys, I'm going to interrupt the show really quickly to tell you about the Grow or Die Facebook group that is jam-packed with knowledge. Not only am I going to be having guests from the Grow or Die page come in there and talk exclusively to you guys, we are going to share tons of information about sex, about relationships, about mentality, about wealth, about health that we are going to continually be building upon. And it is a literal one-stop shop for continual self-improvement in the areas of your life and bedroom, your wallet, and the way that you see yourself and see the world. So please join the free Grow or Die Facebook group a ridiculous amount of value in there. Let's get back to the show. What about you? We still got to build between us three. Um, and we don't necessarily know exactly what we are yet. Yeah. That's part of it. We we have a health and fitness focus, but yeah. we also do other things. Yeah. I, but, I but, think, but you guys are all yeah. successful in the entrepreneurial space yeah. too. It's like, yep. why not pay it forward with that knowledge as well? Very true. And that's what we're trying to push is expand out from there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's gonna take time. I don't want to monetize yet, and we haven't actually talked about this. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make sense to even try. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We gotta nail down what we're doing, and I'm still new to Jeff and Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working with them, and so there's a lot to be learned between us, rapport, yeah. Yeah. how we work together. Yeah. Um, that what's that ten thousand hours? Ten thousand hours to be a pro. Yeah. Like the Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah, to be a pro. Um, one of my mentors in the podcasting space. Um, he broke it down for me extremely well. We were together maybe May or June of this year. And right now, as of this morning, his podcast was 11th in the world. Oh, wow. And um, he broke it down for me perfectly. He is a certain amount of episodes in and like double what Grow and I podcast is. And he's read like 300 and some books front to back. 
and he listens to this subset of shows that he identifies as his show being a conglomerate of. And he wakes up at six and he does his like morning cardio and sometimes he works out and he has his breath work, you know, he has his whole morning thing. And the whole time he's listening to shows and through these shows, he's there's one notebook that's dedicated to that. And then he goes and listens to his show. There's another notebook. That's where I got the notebook. Theory from. Mm. And then he's, then he does his research. He has his whole team that's working too. He has a team of 13 people that are all working on the show full time. I have a team of six people that work on my show all the time, but then he does his research and then he does his practicing. Like I walk around the 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 house like with Peyton and I, and I'll practice. Like I'll practice hosting. I'll practice mm-hmm. hypothetically hosting Elon and like the things that you know we would talk about. And so his entire day is encapsulated with this show. And he told me this, and at the time I was just kind of showing up and doing shows. I was just shooting the shit. Yeah. But I knew that my show was deeply impactful because, well, the one, the numbers suggested that it was yeah. deeply impactful. Yeah. The messages, the shares, I'm investing money into it. And I was like, why am I not making any money in this? Like, I asked him, why am I not making any money? And he's like, you're not dedicated. You're just showing up. This isn't your, you're not dedicated to the craft. And I'm like, well, you know, this is everything I have. And he's like, dude, like, you've got something here. You're not even trying yet we go through this whole rebrand away from not even away from bodybuilding. I'm just like, I'm a human that I have a lot to offer outside bodybuilding. And he's like, dude, your show views are going to drop by 50 to 70% as soon as you do this. They only drop 20%. And then month two, they're fucking up our ratings. We have 160 more. Are you doing ads too? So, I do ads at the beginning of the show. Okay. So like to that. No, but I mean, are you doing ads like, you know, on Facebook and Instagram that says, hey, this is Grower.com. Just Pod. hired a marketing agency and we yeah. run our first ads next week. Got it. So, yeah. so what I heard out that. of what you're saying is I didn't go in focusing on the money, the number of listeners. No. I went in focusing on the content, yeah. getting better at the content yeah. each time. And that's your motivation. That's my drive. That's when you grow. The money doesn't drive. Yeah. The money doesn't grow for yeah. like wherever the money goes, the money's going to go. But like, yeah. dude, I love being able to bring up fun tidbits with really intelligent people that yeah. others can grasp onto and leave the show with. Yeah. That's my drive. When I get to share something that I learned recently, or I get something out of somebody that teaches me that's like an aha moment and every single show has that now, that's my fucking drive. Because imagine what the listeners in the car are experiencing or during their workout or during cardio. If we are experiencing that, imagine what they're experiencing. And I, I think that's so powerful because my biggest overarching theme is come up with my leave well equipped. I want to simply help people think better. The way I think isn't right. The way you guys think isn't right. That's a cultivation of our life experiences and what we believe to be true for ourselves based on what we've We've gone gone through and been through. Yet, we all can just simply think better by realizing this person isn't right or wrong, yet what are my morals? What are my values? What are my life experiences? I can grab this, okay. I can grab this, okay. And these can cultivate a better me tomorrow. That's what Grower Die is about. Tomorrow, depending on the work you do today, you wake up higher in the worldwide ranking board of whatever your passion is or lower in the worldwide ranking board for whatever your passion is based on what you cultivated just now today. Other podcasters, if they outwork me, I drop down, but I'm working too fucking hard to get outworked. Other bodybuilding coaches, if they outwork me, then I drop down. It, we experience that. You're also only hot for so long. 
everyone's a flash in the pan. Yep. Like tomorrow, all my listeners could go away. Mm-hmm. But what okay. did I have on them so, while I was here? All right. So that's interesting. So, I mean, if you, if you have that thought, yep. interesting listeners could go away. Are you more driven by the fear of, fa- fear of failure or are you more driven by getting the message out to the people that listen? If only one person listened to the show tomorrow, I would still show up the exact same way that I am right now. So I, the fear of failure, that was like ego-driven, Justin, 26, 27, 28-year-old. I, my, my only fear right now is that I don't get to reach as many people as I feel my message can impact. I know I have a good message. I know my heart's in the right place. I know my intention is amazing. And I love the way that I think. And I, I really, I, I, I really think if more the one of the one of the things I'll say about myself, if more people thought the way I thought I do think the world would be a way better place. How is it that you think that would make the world a better place though? Positivity, love. I think everyone has I I, I empathize with whatever you've been through. And if you and I sit down and maybe later tonight we can, and we can find places we thoroughly disagree with each other with, I still love you. I still wish nothing but positive for you. Yet I want to hear about the polarizing views you have (laughs) that are opposing mine. Shut up, Robo. Because I can learn from them. And at the end, dude, if I get to the end of my life and I'm sitting there on my deathbed, and if I can say, I learned as much as I could possibly learn and my brain can handle a ton of information. Like, dude, I, I, I'm known for like, I read six, seven books at a time. They're all out on my, and I, I know exactly where I'm at in all of them. If I learned everything I could possibly learn and I reach as many people as I can possibly reach with my intentions being as pure as they are, some people get pissed when I talk about OnlyFans. Some people get pissed when I talk about cheap dopamine hits. Some people get pissed when I talk about there's still gender roles that are happening right now, whether you like it or not. I don't care if you get pissed off about it. I'm simply stating, I'm bringing facts to the table to try to push you further. That's all I I just want to push people. Mm -hmm. This isn't some place, this is a safe space for everyone to elicit their emotions, but this isn't this warm and fuzzy place where, oh, you're good enough the way that you are. I mean, did I not just sit across the table from you guys and challenge you on your emotional vulnerability? This isn't some Teletubby fucking fairy tale. And I don't want it to be. I want this to be a place where you leave and you're triggered. I just had. <laughs> when, when, when I'm when I trigger people on on the show on Instagram on whatever, I know that I'm doing my job because we're having challenging conversations, conversations. that yeah. other people won't yeah. have. And I'll gladly talk about it all because you can say whatever you want to me. The dialogue I write to myself when I listen back to the shows is so much worse than you could possibly say. And at the end of the day, I'm my only critic. Yeah, throw talks I, I about firmly that. believe that now. Throw talked about that. Civil disobedience. I think it was not Walden that we are harsher critics of our own words rather than what other people people had any idea. I mean, people only knew what I said to myself. That's why when people call me names on social media, I'm like, (laughs) 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 same way. I'm like, like, I'm not with the razor blade going the way it shouldn't. So your words, though, that was my own words in conversation. Yours won't have that power. No. Like anyone who wants me to kill myself, like you should better off wishing. Dude, in that fucking, in that yeah. fucking dude, people, people said that. And I'm like, I will never yeah. die from your hand. I'll die from my own. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I felt was it Napoleon? You know that that Napoleon movie is coming out, and I'm thrilled to see that. Was it Napoleon? Was it Hitler? It might have been Stalin. One of these guys was like, 
like you'll never kill like i'm gonna kill myself like you'll i'll never let somebody napoleon's greatest quote ever was never disrupt an enemy making a mistake (laughs) that was his famous quote never disrupt an i get that 100 mistake if you are already defining people's enemies have you lost because that means you're giving him more intention than they deserve. What well, and, and at that what, time, you got to think everybody was the enemy to him. Well, so yeah, when you're trying to like how's that apply? Yeah. How's that apply to us? Well, I have a question. Who's for my you. enemy? Okay, other podcasts. Do you tell them where you see their blind spots, or do you see their blind spots and exploit them and go forward? Like, if you know that that's a misstep for that spot podcast growing, and you can look at it and say, "I could get an edge there and get ahead." Do you disrupt the enemy making a mistake? Enemies will lose word nowadays, right? Sure. We have frenemies. We have a fucking saying point to I, this culture. If, if I was listening to one of my friends' shows, and I'm fortunate to have some friends who have amazing shows, if I identified something as being, I would probably tell, I would definitely tell. I would hope you Yeah, but, that, but that's friend. not an enemy. That's, that's a friend. Not, yeah. That's not an enemy. I don't, I don't know. If you see, if you see if you I, I watch things all, all these enemies. I watch, yeah. but you watch on social media, you can see who starts picking enemies, and you can start going, that's not going to end well for you. Yeah. But I'm not going to yeah. say anything Yeah, just because I see that chest. Uh, I see so that. I see that. I see looking that. at it in a broad macro view. I see yeah. that. And if you look at it in business, no offense, I'm not going to tell a gym owner like, hey, I vertically integrated like 12 different revenue streams of into course. my gym. Of course. I'm only going to let them know of two. Of course. And if they're making a mistake with something, I'm not going to say a fucking word. That's fair. But that's business. not your fair. enemy, are they? No, but You're it's You're just doing your thing. They're doing their thing. But and, at the end of the day, yeah. we all say a number decides a score. And yeah, the number of the yeah, bank yeah. account and whether the business thrives or not decides the score. You, I'm not going to go right. after them. On yeah, you can have all the, all the pats on your back about, like, I can have all the pats on my back about, I learned everything I need. I impact all the Yeah, they, man, then they, you got to have a number that backs it up, too. Yeah, I don't know that yeah. I can say I do that, though. Like, I've educated 300 coaches this year using but, what I know. Yeah, but you're and, not going out like they're enemies. That's what I'm getting. That was no, crazy. but I mean, they can take clients and they can, yeah, tra- and they can charge they less. Can, I don't go say, I don't say you got to charge. What I charge if I'm gonna teach you this info. Well, I think that's being a shitty business leader and setting people up to just I think die on a hill that they can't. I'm just saying off. if I was to consider enemies people that are in business with me or in, in competition with me, then I wouldn't probably educate them. Oh fuck no. You'd let them die on that island. Yeah, you, you have any enemies? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, some of my closest competitors in what I do in Nashville, I actually have lunch with. Yeah. Yeah. I meet with them. We talk shop. We have ways of it's working like together. You share yeah. everything like with them. Though. Absolutely not. But so that doesn't mean just, I have that an enemy. Exactly. Just point. They're not an enemy, but I don't share everything with Napoleon anyone. Napoleon just said the harsh truth using simple words like yeah. never disrupt me. Yeah. The way I looked at it simply was if you see someone that you're like, well, that's a mistake and I don't have respect for you, yeah. I'm not saying a fucking word. Yeah. No, no. The, 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 especially the, the quote the is fascinating because I want to know how it apply. I'm trying to figure out how it applies today because I haven't thought of it. I, I, I haven't thought of it. Well, you're going to go see the movie, so you have to tell me if the book's in it. I know. I know. Does it apply if you're not at war with all of Europe, though? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm actively not, like, killing or harming anybody, so, like, maybe it doesn't apply. (laughs) I I, I have no idea. I don't know. I just, it was a quote from the movie, and made me pop. Yeah. No, I love that. Do do you have any any fucking quotes you just love? Uh, Shit. That's a good question. That is a good question. I have a, that which I, you I, do I have not hate, tab. you will eventually tolerate by Ma- Malcolm X. Will you give it to me again? Malcolm that X. which you do not hate, you will eventually tolerate by Malcolm X. Interesting. Okay. 
read a whole okay. biography about him. He talked to that Alex guy, the author of this really interesting book, how he viewed the world. Yeah. Like the lens oh. of Malcolm X back then, like in some of the stuff. It was very interesting. I, so at the gym in the mornings, we we talk everything. We get a little heated. Actually, last week I got heated twice or maybe this week, I think. You get heated on it. But there's, there's one thing I always quote. It's Nelly. Okay. If hard work pays <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You never guess it. If hard work pays off, then easy work is worthless. Okay, I like that. If you've that. ever heard a song, Heart of a Champion, it's yeah. got the whole Lincoln University choir. It makes you want to yeah. go run through a It ball. does. It yeah. does. And that is the best damn line in that song. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That. The quotes I took from Nelly were definitely not that uh, <laughs> <laughs> stoic. Yeah, it is hot in here. But it yeah, is hot yeah. in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take off all your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is funny. See, I have a quotes that I love. Oh, tap. Nice. And uh, the last one is my favorite. And it's actually said uh, by me, the result you're looking for comes in the work nobody will see but since we're not going to have a narcissistic drive on this show i have one by andrew jackson i was born for a storm and calm does not suit me i think that's really powerful when you take calm does not suit me and most would say when you met me i definitely was not but i'm a i'm a more calm individual now i'm i'm very calm in my demeanor in a you know outside of a show setting yeah, we find very calm i just uh refined gentleman refined gentleman but inside there's always a storm fucking brewing well, yeah, that's why I said to one of my big past. goals is just to have like peace. Yeah. And that just means- You want that, that storm that to go away? Yeah, oh, eventually man. I do. So it's cool that you're able to say that because I'm not in a place where I can say that at all. I, that storm, I get up right now. <laughs> the table. Boom! I'm 43 and I don't want that fucking storm to go away. I want to rebuild. No, I, I, but I, that's great. I, I, I that's admire great, but you I, for that. I admire him for it. I want to get to I don't want that for me. Like, yeah. like I-, I like, like that like is me, the storm. Like, like you, like I admire you because you've, you've led so many men, myself included. Yeah. But like, I can look at lives like you're all like, that's great. I want y'all to have it. Yeah. But I, I think I'm built to fucking just yeah. keep kind of running for a like while. When, when you yeah. die, it's going to come out of a storm. And I work yeah, with a guy like that. Yeah. He's 70 gonna, years old yeah. and he's still going yeah. to work every day, running his businesses. Yeah. And I thought at 55, dude, sell it all. And go chill and golf and enjoy your life. But like, that is his enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be me. And that's great. And that's awesome. But I don't want to get up every day and be at a computer and do all that. Like, I want, yeah. I'd rather get up and go for a walk. And then I'd rather go to the gym and then go have a nice lunch and then yeah. maybe go get a coffee. That will be my quiet. But wait, wait, wait. Think about me. 55. I'm angry. I'm walking through my gym. I'm angry. I see a guy sitting sideways like on my hammer strength fucking chest press. He's going to do the <laughs> let oh, it be. Let it be. You need me a lot let to be angry at 55, let it be. Jason, uh, to fix that. I'm going to let that guy do let whatever, that guy do whatever, whatever he wants. Damn right. I will not let him do it. And I will <laughs> be there. That will be my fucking purpose. I did that when I was 42. Hit that inner yes. chest. You like hit that inner yeah. chest. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It clearly didn't work. I mean, that's it's funny, but like, here's the thing you need that right now. Yeah. You and I still have it now. Yeah. I'm just saying at some point it's not my goal to work for the rest of my life. Yeah. If I want to show up and speak somewhere, then I will do that. I admire if that. if I want to take that client, then I will do that. I'm not saying yeah. we're going to do nothing, but I don't want to have the feel that man, I better I have to keep churning, I have to keep yeah. burning, I have to keep and that's how I'm wired right now. It's and a I'm generational trying to issue. figure that right. out. Like also what is enough? Yeah. Yeah. How do I know I've saved enough? Yeah. I don't know. But I'm I getting think there's to those just going to be a moment. I'm 45. I'm going to be a moment. You'll wake up one day and I, I feel like I feel like there's just a moment that happens. Yeah. Just like every other life lesson at this point, there was just a, uh, 
All right, it's enough. You if two been... boomers introduce themselves to each other, what's the first thing they do? Dude. No, it's it's a question. <laughs> they say, what do you do? Yeah. That's it. A hundred percent of the okay. time. That generation defines himself by work. What Jason is saying is what yeah. we should all strive for, which is you no longer define yourself by work. You define yourself in some other means. So when you give it all up, it doesn't matter. You guys yeah. remember Richard Simmons? And that's peace to me. Yeah. That is Sweating yeah. to the oldies guy. Yeah. So he has this bat behind the scenes thing that TMZ did on him about where Richard Simmons went. They thought that like his housekeeper oh, kidnapped yeah, I saw him. Oh, some of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all this weird shit. Did he finally just say, fuck it all? It I want to be it old. It turned and... out he said, fuck you. I've given 40 plus years of my life to you Good all. Good for him. I'm taking the final few years. I love with. that. I would totally do that. I like, love If you guys want to get a hold of me one day, it's yeah. going to be on a fucking cell phone. You better yeah. call me. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, yeah. yes, no, mm-hmm, yeah. and then click. So your definition is just a little different. I, I mean, we're talking the same language. Yeah. You're just saying you're going to do it later in life. Your last four you're, years. Yeah, you're just I don't want that to be my last four years. Jason wants to have 20 years yeah man yeah Yeah. do you know why jack nicholson doesn't take new movies it's been 14 years he even said it the other day in an interview where he said someone called me and asked me to do something he goes you know what i did today I sat under a tree and read a book. Yeah. No. Oh, that no. sounds beautiful. Amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Though. That's so peaceful, though. That sounds But amazing. I do that every day. I read a book every day during my fast uh, So to me, I'm like, but you're I need to do that more. You know, I need to do that I agree more. with what you're saying 100%. Yeah. I just think that in today's world, you have men and men listen to guys like us. And it's like, half the men are going to go down your path. And I'm here to say the other half men, if you want to keep battling and fucking waging your two-handed bastard sword and going to battle, yeah. keep fucking doing it. Well, what you know what I mean? I'm not like, telling anyone that they need to do what I want. I'm yeah. just telling you what keeps me going is that I want to be in that position where it can just all kind of go silent and I work when I want. Do you think, but here, but here, 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 here's my request. When you get to that point, you need to come back on the show and talk about what it's 100%. like. See, my, my like, only well, thought well, how did you this, know it was enough? Yeah. My, my <laughs> only thought to this is though, I guess what I fear, maybe this is my vulnerability starting to show. Here we go. But here we go. <laughs> how am I going to, sharpen my sword continually and my mind and everything else if I start slowly walking away from everything. Like, what will be my stimulation? One day you don't got to fight ba- the battle what, what anymore. What makes you think you're going to I'm just, just this highly stimulated person. Yeah. I'm probably like you. Are yeah. you going to- If I'm, I've got to be reading like 80 things at yeah. once, like I'm just always having to consume- But what consume, are we consume, avoiding? Dude, what are we running away from? I don't do the, think I'm avoiding anything. I just think I look at it like- we are. I think I look at it and go, well, fuck, I'm 43. I've done steroids since I was 18. GH since I was 20. Well, right. We don't have much time. Well, right. Better live. Right. Right. You don't have much time you have. Oh, living is what I'm doing now. I don't, I have no fucks given about how then, I am. Then, then you're then, good. Then maybe you, maybe you were the most peaceful of all of us. Yeah, if yeah. you love getting up, you know, four or five days a week and being at that gym training people, and that doesn't seem like work to you, and that's what you want I to agree. do, I keep agree. doing it. So I when, agree. when Steven, I met with him, I did that interview There's no reason about, to quit that. about my book. If you like to do that. And he said, he goes, what's the one thing out of the book that you got? And I said, I was able to realize I'm scared to death of who Jeff is once I stop bodybuilding. Like, I don't know who that is. Because I remember the kid on that went down the hill on the skateboard and the fucking monster that had to be born. Why do you have to stop bodybuilding? Right. but like, I haven't been no, on a stage in two like, years. Like, I might right, never be on one again. it's the whole, like, at the end, say, say my bone breaks one day and I'm working out. And it's bad. Okay. Like, it ain't going back. You and mean so yeah. it gets taken from Yeah, it gets taken from me. Then it's more of like the fear. Yeah, like you can't I, decide when you're out. Like, uh, like I, and I, that's where the, the line is. And to me, it's just like, I want to keep shoving as far as I can 
because as a kid, I remembered how much I lost, how much I lost. So I remember like being out there on my crutches in the okay. woods with my friends and they could all run. And I was like, well, fuck you. So I think I'm making up for it mm-hmm. in my later years where I've watched them sit down and say, life's good for me now. Yep. And I'm like, still good for me. And yeah, I'm still yeah, going. Yeah. I think it's just, I've switched. So that. you've had like a shorter span to like kick ass and compete and all of that uh-huh. stuff. And like it's coming on in my to, later years. Yeah, I that think makes some sense. men go through that. I see. So like your age that is 43, sense. but like you're like 10 years behind in a I'm a little something. I got yeah. right out of college. I did what I was supposed to do. I got a job. I was a financial. I traded stocks. I passed the series seven. Yeah. I had a, all that. Quit that. Went to law school. Like I've, I always was trying new shit and I was always on my, I never took time to go to Europe. I never took time. Mm-hmm. It was like, I did everything I was supposed to be doing. I saved. I did this. I've been at it since, you know, 22. Like yeah. I'm just kind of like. You're, just, you're ready to be done. At, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Like I still got things I want to accomplish, but yeah. like. I, you start to think about it. At least I do. A hundred percent. Because I wonder like with these 20 year olds who are like spending their time seeing the world and yeah. like putting life, their pr- Dude, career I all wonder about for life that. is going to be reversed. And they're in their 30, 40, 50s. They're going to be doing what we did. Yeah. You've been to 20s. 25 countries by 30, but you haven't made like any money because you just kind of been bootstrapping it together. Like I, I, I wonder about that. I don't regret spending my entire 20s working. I don't regret it either. I don't regret yeah, it at all. I don't either. I, I'm going home this next weekend for Thanksgiving for the first time since 2016. Wow. Because I'm, I, I work. I worked. Uh, I've yeah. only been working. I, I'm tired of missing my niece. I'm yeah, tired of missing my nephew. I've home. never spent a holiday with my niece and my nephew, and I get to this week for this upcoming week for the first time. That because I worked all of my twenties, and I'm not saying this is the right route to take at all for me and what drives me. I worked all of my twenties that I'm going to tell my clients Wednesday to Sunday I'm off. I'm out. I'm not doing anything Wednesday to Sunday. I can step away from the podcast. We have five weeks of content that's been built up to this point, and I can go do that. Now, from the work I did in my 20s of grinding my ass off, sacrificing all of this fucking fun, now my 30s when I'm actually emotionally mature, I'm actually financially mature. Now I'm building some literacy there. Now that I have all these tools and things built, I get to explore and not have to worry about things falling off at home. And man, honestly, I wouldn't have wanted to take it any other way. So I agree with you. Like, man, you've seen the whole world at 22, but you you don't have anything that's been done. You're you're behind because that's not the real world. I, I don't think maybe for some people. I'll it be is. honest. Some man, people it is. I can't put forth the same effort I could at 43 that I could at 23. So I feel like to build. I, late, I agree. I, yeah. I, 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 I feel to build later. Yeah. is harder than it is to build earlier. Much what we've been saying, like in our 20s. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I was on point and I had my ass handed to me that way from my parents yeah. to do all that. And that's why I was saying before, fail forward. I tried a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but I was always learning and always had good jobs, good things to fall on back on. And so for me now, because I've invested well, you start to think like, how much is enough? Mm-hmm. How much do I need? And when can I kind of work when I want, not when I feel like I have mm-hmm. to? That's all. It'd be I'm kind of a fun life. It'd be kind of a fun life to be like an investor and philanthropist, and yeah. you just like kind of have money coming in. You get to like spend a little bit, ship a little bit out. I think that would be. That sounds like kind of a fun life. You, you get to identify fund my campaign. opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe yeah. I could work in your campaign. Yeah. yeah. But that, Secretary of State. But right no, that's you all around. <laughs> that would be cool. Like, it'd be cool, man. Don't like, do it. To me, the house right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you do it. I'll be like, just go there and tell all those fuckers they're stupid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, it would be energies towards something yeah. I support, man. It would. And, you know? it and, would. And, and right now, you know, I love everything I'm doing. I'm not trying to say I don't love the coach, I don't love the supplement, any of that. And I'm still building the hormone clinic. 
I'm simply saying at some point, as you start to get to this age, I've set myself up and you just start to take a look at like wins and hey, what when, yeah. when I talk to the prospective sponsor of this upcoming Tuesday, the, the hormone clinic, um, I'm going to, I'm going to send their offer sheet over to Jason. I'm like, Hey, yeah. you, you, you trying to, you trying to double this up or what? <laughs> you should. Or what? Yeah. You, you want to yeah. know something See actually, how much he really like yeah. Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Justin <laughs> just came on with new ethics. Jason's yeah. generous. I, yeah. 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 So yeah. I text Jason and I said, Hey, there's a supplement company that's hit me up. Yeah. And they see my book coming. They're seeing stuff. They want me as an athlete. Yeah. I'm going to have this conversation. Jason said, whatever they offer you, I got you better. Yeah. And that's I said, dope. okay. That's and a good I, He didn't even know the offer. Yeah. And he said, I'll just get you one. Yeah. And I was like, okay. That's and dope. I took it. So I would give the man his chance. That's He's dope. always done good for anyone to say whatever. But this man goes far and beyond to support people at a high level. And that's what I want to do. That was like part of the thing. Like when I started the new podcast, yeah. I was like you, I got tired of where I was in that evolution. I know yeah, Jay yeah, was, yeah. I want to evolve. I want to have other people like Robo. It's been a good friend of mine for years. He knows yeah. a lot of books. And I was like, Hey, I want to partner with someone else a little different. That's yeah. more dynamic to be able to have different conversations like you're doing. Yeah. Because there's only so much about, I want to talk about like, Oh, you're 44 and your perimenopausal. will just, uh, that gets fucking uh, old yeah. all the time. I agree. Or I agree. eat more yeah. or, you know what? Hey, Jeff, I can, you know, Know, tolerate 700 megs of trend that's really great <laughs> yeah. well, you know and i can but i mean like define tolerate not, like, <laughs> well you, you see my aura ring and you're pissed about yeah, what true. Yeah. You are right. I, I, I thought you were saying other people no people other, would be like oh yeah i'm fine on trend and then their wife's like motherfuckers <laughs> like the lack of self-awareness yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but for most part man like and that's the thing that in the world when we talk about networks where we opened up and i know we got one last thing to go over here but you, we opened up talking about networks and i can't tell you how important that is is Huge. if people are not pulling you along that I promise you they are holding you under the fucking water yeah. and you just need to grow up and realize that and if I had that's the one thing I will do to my sons I promise myself yeah. and I do it with younger men when I'm like hey like there's he see me kids are late all the time I'm like you know what that says about you personally right yep. and they're like yeah man I'm, and I'm like no and they're like you know my dad doesn't even, doesn't even tell me that I'm like well don't worry my dad ain't either but I don't have that promise yep. I'll tell you yep. and I think as men when we get in networks, we're, I'm very fierce about making sure other men that I'm friends with are their businesses are supported. Yep. That they, they go further than I can go. Yeah, and I, I try to that. shove people that way. I love uh, that more Fisher well, King behind the scenes. It's like, a yeah. mindset, you know. If you are truly a mentor to someone, if they surpass you, you should be sitting there. I agree. Yeah, but you got twenty year olds on the fucking internet going, "I'm a mentor to just well, I'm not talking your about, podcast, add a million I'm not, listeners." I'm not yeah. talking about them. They uh, the that, real ones. I'm talking the about real the real. Ones. If you're yeah. if you're truly a mentor, you'll want people to to be more successful. I would you. love to see you my know? mentees always, pass me up. Yeah, I would love uh, to see that. It's not about the money, right? Yeah. But you got all these people out there like that. The moment the the judge of a mentor to me. It's the moment the financial connection stops. Yeah. Do they continue the actual personal investment? No. That's the sign of a real mentor. Yeah. You know, I have guys who've left me in my gym and so forth. I still meet with occasionally and have coffee with just yeah. to make sure they're okay and just see what they're up to. Absolutely. Not all ended that way. Me and you've talked about that. Yep. But the ones that I can have in good, I try to make sure they stay good and try yeah. to help them along. I um, agree. And I know you do that. I'm just, I was just talking in general. Yeah. You know, there's friends and there's mentors. Like I, I've had friends in the past where you get successful and it's kind of like, man, that, they don't really seem like they're that excited uh -huh. about it. It almost seems like they're a little bitter. Uh -huh. Like, oh, Jay gets lucky. That's interesting. Well, Jay, Jay's always kind of studied hard and done his shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I did get lucky on shit. And I've yeah. always surrounded myself by people that are more intelligent. Yeah. For sure. Um, but, you know, there's you know, there's still some, some 
strategic, you know, placement where I got myself where I'm yeah. at, you know? And yep. I've, I've seen friends at times kind of like be a little bitter over it. It's weird. You know? It's weird. How is that in your 20s growing up? Because in our 40s, we grew up that generation where it's like, meet me at the fucking flagpole. And now people are like, ah, yeah. halfway across the country. Ah, yeah. Can't do that. So how well, is it in never real been hit. Yeah. Like, I got yeah. teeth hit. My friends beat my ass yeah. when I was talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've been called. hit, you know? Yeah. And like, I know you, you know, done. Yeah, we uh, talked about it. It, it. it was difficult being hyper successful in my mid-20s. But, but the biggest battle was internally like, with myself. Well, oh, yeah. The biggest battle was I wasn't ready to handle it so of course everyone else felt a type way about it of course i was losing friends of course i was burning bridges and fucking people over like the hardest part about being hyper successful early on was yeah people weren't super happy to see my success like I, again like i've referenced jason and matt jansen many times like um they were two of the only people that have really kind of been there the whole time to like see like when Justin wasn't making any money to when Justin started went like getting people to the Olympia and like making money and like having a huge team and having some clout behind his name. It was real hard, but that wasn't even half the, 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 the battle was all internal. I was just so unequipped to handle any of that. Like when it came to me and, and you know, I, I was just so, Underskilled, and I had to learn by hitting rock bottom, you know, very hard when I was 27, 28. I chat about on the men's mental health episode, and then, you know, again recently, there was another rock bottom, um, you know, episode for me. But as for this show, I love this topic with you guys. I love, I love this podcast. Two hours of just, I, there was a lot that people can take from this. So, Jason, Jeff, Robo. Dude, I really fucking appreciate you guys for coming on the show. No, this I appreciate was a you lot having of fun. Yeah, no, yeah. Cool. I'll yeah, tell you what, I had to stop fun. watching air disasters. <clears throat> yeah. A whole month before I could get on the plane to come here. <laughs> uh, to muster the hour and 55 minutes strength to be on oh, the plane. Hour Dude, you know how many do not fly DC nine or DC tens. Uh, I'm serious. Uh, I watched enough disasters, but But was it worth it to get on the show? I'll be honest, man. Like, you know, I've met you twice now through the podcast. I've yep. met you in person at Masters. Yep. You're the only smiling place. You you actually were looking down at me as I was laying on the floor backstage, just sleeping. Yep. I looked up, I was like, oh shit, you know. But to sit here with your energy and see how genuine you are compared to like how I knew what you endured through social media to kind of get here, it's really impressive, man. You should be proud of yourself. And other young guys who are listening understand that you can say fuck you to a lot of people, but nothing does it better than moving in stone cold silence without ever saying a word, man. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that a lot, oh, Jeff. Yeah, they, it, it means a lot coming from you. I, I I look up to the three of you. I think you guys are fucking awesome. The way you handle yourself, conduct yourself. And so. I mean, it's been great to see your growth. Yeah, yeah dude, this is about yeah, I like, appreciate okay, that. Okay, I have a question for you. The last yeah. question I'm yeah. going to throw your way as a host, typically. Yeah. Where do you <laughs> see yourself one year from now? Like, if you yeah. said, hey, you guys fly back in. Yeah. I'm going to do this again November 16, 2024. Yeah. And I were to host this podcast, yeah. take over, grow or die. Yeah. What could I say for two hours? How could I take this from you and make a whole episode? What's going to happen from now till next year? We're this time next year. We're going to have a world tour plan for 2025, and we're going to have a million monthly listeners, probably more. But shit, we ain't going to be able to get on. We got to book now. Those <laughs> those numbers pale in comparison. You're going to get the 8 a.m. slot. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. I'll take yeah. it. I knew him when. Yeah, yeah. 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 I knew him when. I, I I think the show will continue evolving into, you know, what my entire goal of it is, is people are going to rally around the fact that this show makes you think a little bit different. And I'm not right. 
I'm wrong a lot. And my life experiences don't cultivate me in having the correct answers. Yet through this show and through the discussion like what we just had here today, we can help people simply think maybe more critically, maybe more curiously, because both of those things have been stripped away. And I believe very firmly in the power of our emotional vulnerability, yet I believe just as firmly in our power of curiosity. And through the schooling system, it's stripped away from us. Through social media, it's stripped away from us. Through all of the stimulus that we have every day, curiosity is stripped away. The greatest way to get it back is by reading a lot of books, by listening to podcasts, by surrounding yourself with other great thinkers. And how do you determine what a great thinker is? Because nothing is black and white. Nothing comes in as right or wrong. Nothing is perceived as good or bad. Everything is perceived as abstract tools that we can take and make ourselves better, sharpen our swords, to use one of your analogies, and continue pushing forward. And honestly, at the end of the day, a year from now, I know that this thing is going to be absolutely massive, and I'm, I'm proud of who I'm going to be 12 months from now. Yet, that being said, you three are definitely going to have a spot to come back on the show at that what point. What do you feel right now saying that because your face is starting to get flushed because I can feel it. From yeah, if, if it, it, uh, it feels it, – when I think about the man that I'm becoming and the leader that I'm turning into, um, I'm doing really good work right now. I'm I'm a really good role model. I'm a really good leader. I'm I'm I have a lot more to equip myself with. No one's outworking me. It would be you would die if you outworked me in my current skill sets and my passions. It's impossible. It's not possible. And I, I get emotional thinking about it. Um, who I'm becoming is who my parents would love to see me be. My grandparents love to see me be the people who believe in me. Like you guys love to see me be, but the most important is, is Peyton back there. When I got him six and a half years ago, we were in a $700 apartment in Columbus that I couldn't even afford. And like, I've, I've said it before I've put it out publicly, like I'm in a penthouse in the middle of downtown Austin now. And that was in six fucking years. Like you don't get there by accident. You don't get to, you don't get there by not failing for it. I failed a ton of times. I failed a lot and I'm really proud of what's happened yet. Now I get to pay it back to my team. The people who work on this show, they get paid a lot of money. And I think that's awesome. The people who work for my team, they, they have a very good living and that my financial success isn't a driver anymore. I don't have financial drive. My drive is in providing for people around me to have unbelievable lives. And it feels good to be where I'm at because I haven't been a good leader in the past. I haven't been a good man in the past. I, I haven't been good. And it's so pure now. So you saying that, it means a lot. Isn't that the best part of the journey though? Sure. You can recognize the, sure, the transition from unpure to pure. Yeah. yeah. I've been a piece of so shit. Now I'm have, awesome. Yeah. You, you, you can't hold yeah. that against well, yourself no. anymore. If y'all yeah. are listening, be sure to tag Justin in something that you guys appreciate him doing. And maybe something that you guys have seen him evolve doing in the past year. Because I'd be curious to see what people would say. I, because yeah. I know they've said that about us and oh, things. So, and it's always cool. Like, you know, it is. So you should be really proud of what you've done, man. I it's appreciate that, Jeff. Impressive growth. Yeah. I appreciate you guys coming on. I look forward yeah. to hanging out appreciate later. Bourbon, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Some McAllen 12. Yeah. Uh, it's, it set us up for a nice show. So grow or die. I hope you guys absolutely love the work we did today. In the show notes, you're going to find support for each of the guys' Instagram handles and also their podcast that the three of them host. So make sure to give them a follow, leave us a five-star rating and review. If you feel compelled to tag me in something that I've maybe been able to transcend for yourself over the past year or however long you've been following me, it always makes my heart smile. I try to respond to each of you with a video on Instagram. We'll talk soon. Peace.